It's game day. And time for Red Rebel Football on your home for Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. The Rebel Radio crew is about to set the stage for what hopes to be another Red Rebel victory on the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. Tell Mama and them to get set for the Twin City Certified Maryville Game of the Week. And look out, because here come those Rebels. And good game day to you and welcome to Rebel Radio live from Bradley Central High School for the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week and the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz and tonight the Rebels are back in Bradley County to have another region matchup, this time with the Bradley Central Bears. The Bears enter tonight at 7-2, 2-2 in region play. The Rebels come in at 6-3. 3-1 and one in region play and eyeing a region championship. Tonight spells the end of 2022's regular season, but a championship can be claimed with a Red Rebel victory here in Bradley County. Can the Rebels tote home another region championship and claim that coveted one seed in next week's playoffs? Mr. Metz, we're about to find out. But as we preview game number 10, how about them Rebels? Let's go with the ride, Wayne, by David Allen Coe. Well, I was thumbing from West Knoxville. I had my cleats hanging on my back when a stranger stopped beside me in an antique Cadillac. Gage Ledoux goes for 169 yards, rushing with two touchdowns last week. Spins off to Carius Wren and runs shoulder pad square. Scores a 45-yard touchdown run. Rebels to face the Bears of Bradley Central, led by Goree, Williams, and Knox Watson. Wayne, 6A, Region 2, one seat on the line. If you're big star bound, let me warn you. It's a long, hard ride. It's, uh, you, you know, it's, it's a great point, great song. David Allen Coe, one of his best. But, uh, but Ben, it is, it's all on the line here tonight. Six and three, nine and oh. At the end of tonight, either one of those can end in a number one seed, a region championship, and an opportunity to reset the clock and get this thing done in 6A competition. But, uh, but I think it's an exciting time. It's a beautiful night for football down here at Bradley Central High School. Beautiful field. I think since the last time we had been down here, they've added turf. We're excited about that. And uh, ultimately, uh, we're just uh, ready to, to, again, watch another senior night. It's Bradley Central senior night here tonight, but really uh, looking for a good football game. It's a great environment for football. I don't know if anyone has ever been here before, but uh, it's down in a hole, and uh, it's surrounded by beautiful trees this fall season. Just a perfect evening for football, Wayne. Yeah, it's a great night for football, getting everything set up. We are high atop the visiting concession stand, so that comes with its own challenges, but we are getting it done, uh, getting set up. The Rebel faithful are in attendance, still continuing to file in in their traditional red and black fandom, but uh, excited uh, to see what is going on down here. Actually, uh, Ben saw some uh, Rebel fans at the at a local eatery uh, as we were getting ready to come down here. They said they're from this area. They're they're not originally from here. They're from Pennsylvania, from this area. But they've adopted the Red Rebels as their football team to follow. So we're uh, we're excited. We've actually seen them here at the stadium. So uh, again, welcome uh, to those people to the Rebel faithful. But ultimately, it's good to have fans on the road. Yeah, we also saw some veterans at at that gas station stop. Mark Greenwood was uh, met me there at the gas station. So it was nice to see some Rebel fans on the way up here. Absolutely, good uh, good contingency. Like I said here. At Bradley Central High School Bear Stadium 
uh, as they continue to do their senior night. Uh, let's step back into last week's uh, just a, just a, a hard-fought uh, loss there to Knox West, but a great performance by one Frankie Diaz. He had the opportunity, being the Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game, uh, he was able to uh, sit down with us this week, do this week's Red Hot Minute. I'm going to say you learned some things about Frankie Diaz you may not have known leading into this, but you're going to know here after the next 60 seconds. But this is Frankie Diaz in this week's Red Hot Minute. And we're pleased to be joined by this past week's Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game, Mr. Frankie Diaz. Frankie, uh, welcome in, and uh, again, appreciate the performance you put on last week, and uh, I know you're excited and getting prepared for Bradley Central this week. Oh, yeah, can't wait. All right, Frankie. Uh, again, if you're just uh, if you're new to the Red Hot Minute, uh, what that is is it's going to be shotgun-style questions where we'll ask you just a plethora of mostly non-football-related questions so that our listeners and, and people who might check in uh, will learn a little bit uh, more about Frankie Diaz today. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Can't wait to do it. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. The game begins in three, two, one. Okay, Frankie, if you could have any vehicle to drive, what would it be? A McLaren P1. If you could attend any sporting event for free, what would it be? The NFL Super Bowl. Most used social media platform? Probably Twitter. Favorite hype song or artist? Hmm. Pitbull. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite ice cream flavor? Strawberry. On a scale of one to Carrie Underwood, rate your karaoke skills. Oh, we'll have to go pretty close to Carrie Underwood. I hear you. Favorite superhero? Oh, Superman. What is your favorite class in high school, non-sports related? Um, shop class. All right. Favorite junk food? It's got to be a good old cheeseburger. And it's, you can't end it any better than a cheeseburger. I can say that. <laughs> but, uh, Frankie, you've outlasted the Red Hot Minute. Great answers to some, uh, I guess, less than uh, thought of questions. <laughs> but, uh, man, you, you knocked it out. I uh, didn't expect any less. And, uh, again, appreciate you taking the time. Hey, of course, man. Thank you so much. All right. Well, uh, again, I, I, I promised Coach Hunt that I don't take a whole lot of your guys' time, so i got to stay true to that. But I know you guys are getting ready for Bradley Central. Work hard this week. Get ready and uh, go get that region championship this Friday night. You got it. Awesome. And that has been Frankie Diaz this past week, Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. Let's take us a break, listen to some great sponsors. When we come back, more of this week's Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. You can get a kitchen tune-up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman of Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. Gladiator, 
And welcome back to the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Just under 22 minutes till kickoff here at Bradley Central High School. If you're just joining us, uh, this is the 6-3 and three Red Rebels taking on the 7-2 and two Bradley Central Bears. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And Ben, uh, great interview with Frankie Diaz. Great personality. Uh, really, really kind of represents how he plays the game on the football field. Uh, did not know, though. He was near the Carrie Underwood level. Yeah, Frankie's kind of like me. You know, I'm at that level. Um, I love cheeseburgers and I love fast cars. So, you know, very, very alike. Yeah, he likes shop class. It's probably the only thing I've got in common with him. But anyway, uh, Frankie is uh, the reigning uh, Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. Want to give him kudos as well as some great other Rebels, Maddox Stott, uh, Jay Adams, uh, uh, Cannon Johnson, and a couple other ones uh, that made their way uh, to the Maryville Little League uh, banquets this week. Uh, of course, my little boy Needland plays for the Little Rebs, and all those guys left practice, came over tired uh, off their feet, and and just wanted to let those little boys know how much it meant to them to come through the program. So, again, thanks to those guys. Uh, it's always great to see them, but ultimately uh, that was for no gain of their own. So uh, great, great kids in this program that uh, obviously made it through Maryville Little League. Yeah, and this is the finished product of kids that started playing together at such a young age, Wayne. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, again, uh, Coach Charlie also shared a lot of great Rebels that have went on playing college football. I won't get into the names because it's uh, it's I don't want to leave anybody out but there's a uh, division one players division two II, division three players all that went through this rebel program and have now had the opportunity to play college football but uh senior night here at bradley central high school they've got a uh, full contingency about 20 to 20 uh, on the football field here of band uh, uh seniors football seniors cheerleading seniors and so they're recognizing those here tonight but uh again looking over the season man this is a culmination tonight it is an opportunity for this Rebel team to right the ship, no pun intended, and, and get back to a championship, get to a one seed, and get things uh, in, kind of in, in perspective as we head into what we like to call the second season, which is the 6A playoffs. Yeah, and I'm excited to see how they respond tonight. Faced a little bit of adversity with Noah Vaughn, their captain, getting injured. But Gage Ledoux came out second half that first drive, had five of six of the first down, scored the touchdown to go 18-24. 14 of 15 of those plays were his. 72 yards of that 80-yard drive was Gage's. So uh, came out with a lot of fire out of the locker room. So I'm excited to see how the team responds tonight. Yeah, I think uh, a little adversity uh, is probably putting it lightly, but I think uh, Noah is going to continue to be part of this program. Gage is kind of taking the reins at the running back position, but it's really uh, who's going to step up. Is it Price Davis? Is it Jonah Arms? Is there a new man in the mix? And we'll find that out here tonight at Bear Stadium. But uh, we're here at Bradley Central High School. Also earlier this week, able to sit down with Coach Hunt, talk about the adversity, Noah's injury, and then also talk about what the, what it felt like uh, to fall there to Knox West and what he learned about his football team and how he's going to bring that here to game number 10. Here's the coach's interview, Coach Derek Hunt. Here he is. And we're pleased to be joined by the head football coach of your Red Rebels heading into Week 10, the final regular season game here at 2022. And as always, Coach, thanks for the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Coach, last week did not go as, as planned as the Rebels did fall to Knox West. Uh, but I think um, all minds, all thoughts have been with uh, with Noah Vaughn since last Friday night. How's, how's Noah doing? Yeah, he's doing good. Obviously, 
uh, don't think we'll have him the rest of the year. And um, you know, really hate that for him. He he's given everything, his heart and soul to this program and this football team. Played his best in the biggest games this year. Uh, obviously, I, I still think he's deserving of a Mr. Football award. Um, you know, hopefully he still has a chance for something like that. But you know, I've seen I've seen him and talked to him a bunch this week. He's in good spirits. Um, he was gutted and devastated, obviously, over the weekend. But he's feeling better, and, and you know, he's got a lot of few football left in his future, and so does this football team. So uh, we've had two good practices, and uh, we've had some guys step up, I feel like, are going to for sure. And we're looking forward to uh, trying to – to win a region championship Friday night. Well, and that is still very much in play. But talk about uh, those who did step up just in Friday night's matchup. Gage Ledoux uh, really became the, the, the RB1, the running back one there. And uh, there was a drive in that second half. I believe he ran 13 out of 15 plays on his way to a touchdown. Uh, just really ran possessed there in the second half. Yeah, obviously, you know, we know what Gage can do. It's just hard to take Noah off the field at the same time. But, but um, you know, Gage, that was the best I think I've ever seen him run the ball. And what a what a cool thing to see when you know one of your best players, or if not your best player, goes down for some somebody like Gage to step up and kind of kind of take take over the game in a lot of ways, our offensive line and Gage together. Um, that was really cool to see. Uh, so proud of the way our kids battled after that, you know, with with that adversity. You know, we we Lost Eli Elkins earlier in the week, so you're going into this game without your tight end, starting tight end, and and then again with Noah with, with Noah going out early in the game, you know our kids did not flinch, and in fact they probably increased the intensity when that happened, you know, and and the reality is we had the ball with eight minutes to go with a chance to take the lead against probably your 5A state champs. I'd be shocked if they're not at the end of the year. So I, like I said, our, our kids are are it's not a lack of effort. They're, they're playing super hard, and we just got to keep just. Keep just keep working, just keep trying, and and hopefully we'll we'll have the ball bounce our way. Well, and and that defense really responded to. They had played strong all night, but it seemed like there in the second half, uh, between Frankie Diaz, Peyton Cooper, and company, uh, they really just they had a ton of tackles. I know Frankie had multiple sacks, and I think he forced the fumble uh, that gave us an opportunity deep in West Territory uh, to try to draw that one a little closer. Yeah, they played great. You know, they played hard. Uh, West is and they're good. They they've got two obviously one of the best running backs in the state, and and they've got some compliments around him as well so uh you know it was a very a very oaklandish defense that we saw and um even in the way that they run the football you know that's that's one of the best teams in the state there's no doubt about it and um and we 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 hung in there toe-to-toe and it was tough you know it's hard it's been a tough year obviously our kids are not giving up you know we're you know we talked about it monday we're we're one possession in the fourth quarter of those three losses from being undefeated you know you, you think about the Alcoa game we get the ball down to the two-yard line and have an unfortunate holding call on us and can't convert it and then they go score and win and then Cleveland game we had the lead in the fourth quarter and they go score and win and then again in the West we have the ball on offense and and you can't can't make it uh can't get across the 50 and and have another unfortunate penalty and and can't overcome it we're so close I really think we're so close and the reality is as close as we are we got to learn to finish and that's on me. That's on that's on the head coach. And so that's what we're working on. And you know, and also if we if we win Friday night, we're the number one seed, and it would be the same as if we were undefeated going into the playoffs. So that's our hope. We we just want to take care of business Friday night and 
Yeah, and Coach, uh, talk about things still being in front of you. You know, adversity uh, has has definitely struck this program, and I, I think it's it's there's been change and growth through all of that. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, week number ten or game number ten uh, coming here in front of us, all the uh, all the opportunity in the world to uh, still right the ship, get this thing done. A region championship on the line here uh, Friday night. A, a win will secure that, and like you said, the number one seed. So you've got to be. Uh, confident headed to Bradley Central again a tough nosed bunch of kids uh, there at Bradley they've uh, they've been able to battle the rebels really close the last couple years uh, but a team that uh, that really uh, on paper looks like the rebels have a really good shot to close this deal yeah we certainly hope so obviously i think they're two loss football team and you know they're playing at home so they're going to be fired up and ready to go it's really hard to go down there and play well badly the last few years but it's i'm telling you our kids are excited because they know that you know if we go down there and play well and and win this game like i said we're the one seed you know playing the other regions four seed at home the first round of the playoffs you take it one week at a time in the playoffs everybody's zero and zero you know so you get new life and we we need new life we want new life and we just want a chance to go as far as we possibly can. And coach, just uh, this group of seniors, you know, you talk about uh, uh, grit. I, I think you know that's a word or a buzz phrase that that can be thrown around. But this is a group of seniors uh, that, uh, although seeing adversity this season, has had a huge amount of success in their time uh, in red and black. And so, uh, another region championship, four consecutive. Uh, would be a nice way uh, to kind of start this postseason for this this really good group of seniors. Yeah, they've been awesome, this senior group, and uh, I love them so much. And, and we have a close bond, and, and they're, they're so coachable, and they've been willing to sacrifice for the team and do whatever it takes. And, you know, uh, and so regardless of the bumps along the way this year, they have been so much fun to coach, and you know we're not we're not ready to be done yet. And we're ready to keep fighting. And this is part of life teaches you about life, and you're going to have adversity, and you you just got to respond. You can't just give up. The only way we lose is if we give up. So we're going to keep fighting, and and hopefully we can uh, you know go play really well against Bradley Friday night. It's not going to be easy. Uh, they're going to be fighting for a playoff seat as well. So. Um, but it's a challenge that we're up for. All right, Coach. Well, uh, I know you guys are going to be ready and, and continue to work this week uh, to get that job done. But uh, best of luck Friday night on the road at Bradley Central. And, uh, and, and again, go get that region championship. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right. And this has been the Coach Derek Hunt interview here uh, on the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. Let's take us a break, listen to our fine sponsors, and when we come back, we'll have more pregame show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke. FM. You can get a kitchen tune-up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman of Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. And welcome back to Bradley Central High School in the Kitchen Tuna pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And Ben, again, if you don't get fired up by listening to Coach Hunt's interview, uh, you've just not been around the sport. He's uh, he's an optimistic guy. He's a realist. So, I mean, he really touches home with me a lot. Uh, but love the enthusiasm, love his realism in the fact that Six and three, or seven and three, hopefully after tonight, or ten and zero, oh, one seed with an opportunity to win a state championship. Both happen either way. 
Well, to be a successful coach, you have to have that ability to put things in perspective, and Derek Hunt does it a very good way. Oh, I couldn't agree more. But talk about putting things into perspective. Each and every week we've uh, we've kicked it to the sideline to talk to our sideline reporter, Mr. Chris Hips, for Hippie's Keys to Victory. Tonight's no different. Hippie, what does the Rebels have to do uh, to not only get to 7-3, and three, but to win a region championship? Yeah, fellas. Uh, tonight, to me, it starts with the new faces we're going to see on offense. You know, losing Noel is going to be a – Big loss, but, you know, having a great back like Gage Ledoux to step in is going to be incredible. We're going to see a couple of new faces uh, getting in there and making some plays for Maryville. You know, defensively, I thought they played tough last week against a really strong West team. I think the same thing, just stay in the backfield, cause those negative plays. And last one, you know, not least here, but it's a big game, you know. I think it's been pointed out a plenty by Derek already before the game. This is for the uh, division, you know. This is for the home field advantage in the playoffs. So uh, these guys are going to come out hungry. Uh, I can see a pretty good win tonight for Maribel. I like the way you think, Chris, but uh, we'll be back down with you later for the heartbeat of the sideline. But uh, that's been Hippie's keys to victory. Uh, The color guard's making their way to midfield right now, and so we're going to take us a quick break, listen to the national anthem. We'll be back with more Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, PistolCreekEats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're going to be each and every week, but Pistol Creek Eats, Blunt County's own top shelf barbecue, and you can thank me later. Craving some amazing eats today? REO Cheese Wagon features a gourmet grilled cheese selection made to order. Their menu includes some old favorites and unexpected pairings to keep you coming back for more. Voted Reader's Choice Best Food Truck in Blunt County, I guarantee somewhere between Nacho Mama and Blackberry Smoke, you will find your favorite. Follow REO Cheese Wagon on Facebook so you can mark your calendars on where to find that cheesy goodness each day. Or visit their website at REOCheeseWagon.com. REO Cheese Wagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee? Want a realtor with the honesty and integrity you deserve? Then you need to call Cody Knuckles with Keller Williams Realty in Maryville. Cody is a realtor who invests in our local community and will work for you on your buying or selling project. He's people-focused and faith-driven to get the job done for you and make your real estate dreams a reality. So pick up the phone and call 865-404-3033. That's 865-404-3033. And let Cody Knuckles take your real estate goals from a First down to a touchdown. Welcome back to Rebel Radio here live in the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. A great rendition of our national anthem here. Uh, One of the seniors for Bradley Central High School actually sang the national anthem, did a great job. And it's almost time for football. Six and a half minutes till kickoff, Ben. And uh, Hippie's keys to victory were good. Do you have anything to add? No, I agree with Hippie. Uh, You know, number one win for Noah. It's Gage's time, and he is Ladu. 
29 rushes for 160 yards and two touchdowns last week. So 402 yards receiving, four touchdowns, 326 rushing touchdown rush with five touchdowns. But secondly, become more balanced, Wayne. Um, you know, 256 yards rushing, 80 yards passing against Harden Valley. Uh, so we got to become more more balanced, defend the perimeter, and contain the run. So um, that's my third key to the game. I, I think they're great keys to victory and all things that will make for a big Red Rebel victory. But it's kind of interesting from our viewpoint, Ben. Uh, Bradley Central is kind of coming from the school side. Uh, on our right here, the Red Rebels coming down the hill to our left, both coming on to Bears Stadium here. But wanted to give the projected starters here for tonight's matchup. Again, starting on defense, the defensive front will be Caleb Graham, Frankie Diaz, and Jason Manneker. The linebacking core will be Peyton Cooper, Jacob Richmond, Brandon Husky, and Isaiah French. The backfield will look like Cannon Johnson, Hutton Jones, Zeke McCoy, and Drew Wallace. The specialist, Corbin Price, will be the punter and kicker. Long snapper, Peyton Cooper, and holder, Caleb Dunford. The starters on the offense for your Red Rebels, the tackles, Alex Boyd and Blake Heckman. The guards, Jay Adams and Houston Ratledge. Locked down by the center, Cal Grubbs. The wide receivers will be Zeke McCoy, Caleb Dunford, and D.J. Gillins. Quarterback will be Matthew Klimmer. Running back, Gage Ledoux. And fullback tight end will be Jonah Arms stepping in uh, to fill that void uh, by Noah made by Noah Vaughn. So uh, very uh, kind, of, uh, kind of one of those. You see that on paper, and it really kind of changes things. But uh, that's going to be your crew that's got to get it done here tonight. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier about some of the, the opportunities that are ahead of us with Price Davis and some of these other running backs like uh, Jonah Arms. So interested to see how we start tonight, Wade. Yeah, if you're hearing the crowd noise, you're hearing the uh, the Nature Boy theme song, uh, that's how Bradley Central walks down the hill uh, and smacks a sign that says, Bust Face, it's what we do best. We'll see how aggressive that's uh, that's kind of held to. But the Red Rebels are about to break through the Maryville Rebel logo, and they do so and get to the sideline very quickly. Frankie rolls through the sign, but gets there nonetheless. Weather's beautiful here tonight at Bradley Central. A little bit of cloud cover, perfect temperature, no wind to speak of. The, the little flags on this goalpost lay limp here at Bears Stadium. But uh, uniform combination for tonight. Uh, the Bradley Central Bears, the home team, will be in their home black uniforms. Gold and white stripes on either side of the black football pants. Black jerseys with gold and white stripes on both shoulder pads. White numerals trimmed in gold. Traditional white Bradley Central helmet with bear script on either side. Maryville comes to Bradley Central in their road white uniforms, white football pants, red and black stripes on either side, white football jerseys, red numerals trimmed in black, and the traditional red or black football helmet with red rebel script on either side. Beautiful uniform, also known as the Stormtroopers. So uh, got to love that uniform. But uh, captains are headed to midfield. Uh, for Bradley Central will be number 51, Brody Morgan, number three, Tito Williams, number 30, J.D. Kirkpatrick, and number two, Knox Watson. For Maribel, it will be number five, Matthew Clemmer, number 91, Corbin Price, number 55, Wyatt Mistak, and number 44, 
Peyton Cooper. Great group of uh, seniors there and a great group of leaders there for this football time. Football yeah, team. Yeah, Wayne, one of the captains you mentioned for the Bears is number two, All-State Knox Watson. He had 104 tackles last season, so you'll be hearing his name quite a bit. They're coached by Damon Papa Bear Floyd, 16 years as head coach of the Bears. He achieved his 100th win this year. He's got a 102-73 and record, the second winningest coach in the school's 105-year history. Yeah, and, and Derek Hunt, the head football coach of the Red Rebels, looking to stay perfect in the region championships category with a win here tonight. want to take some time to thank our sponsors. Again, a great group of sponsors. Twin City Certified in Maryville, Stevenson Tire, Cody Knuckles, Pistol Creek Eats, REO Cheese Wagon, Painter One, Kitchen Tune-Up, 95.7 Duke FM, Dwight Price of Realty Executives, Common Sense Pest Control, El Himidor Mexican Grill, the Huddleston Law Firm, Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage, Smoky Mountain Axe House, and Denzo Manufacturing. All great sponsors here uh, for tonight's Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Looks like Maryville has won the coin toss. Uh, will elect to receive. Uh, so want the football to try to set the tone here at Bradley Central. Yeah, let's get out there and let's show them what we got. If you're just joining us and you're in in East Tennessee, not in Knoxville area, uh, you can download the 95.7 Duke FM app uh, and get us that way. Uh, You can travel anywhere you want with that thing. It's worldwide, uh, but you can catch us on the FM dial 95.7 Duke FM or online at uh, theduke.fm. Just a teaser, you know, Clemmer, that last drive against West, he made some adjustments, four first downs. Nine-yard first downer to Gillens, a seven-yarder to McCoy, and an 11-yard pass to McCoy. So very excited to see what he provides the offense in the start of this ball game. Number 82 will be the kicker for Bradley Central, Grant Haney, uh, who is a six-foot, 180-pound senior. Deep for the Red Rebels, uh, standing at their own 10 and 5, respectively, will be Gage Ledoux, DJ Gillens, the center fielder, and uh, looks like Price Davis out there wide. As the clock has hit zeros, we appreciate you listening to the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show and get ready for this Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. And as Haney kicks this one away, it's football time in Maryville. Looks like it's going to be taken by Price Davis. He's going to get across the 20 and slip down. And as he'll be called down at the 22-yard line. Really, no one tackled him, just a turf monster there. Yeah, he was running upfield, about to make a cut past Knox Watson and just gets tripped up. Good starting field position for the Rebels. They're going to start at their own 22 as they work left to right here on Bear Stadium. And score is 0-0. Uh, six seconds into this football game. 11.54 to go in the first. Clemmer brings the troops to the line of scrimmage. Shotgun formation. One receiver to the left, one to the right. They're going to put Gillens into motion. Now they're going to hand it to Gage Ledoux. Gage is going to go right side. Keeps the feet churning. And he's going to pick up a couple. Looks like maybe they're going to give him... Now one and a half positive yardage. They're going to say down at the 24-yard line. Two receivers to the right. They try to cut back on the counter. Uh, tackled by a group of Bears. Led, led the tackle was number three, Tito Williams. They're going to say second and nine. I'm going to say second and a long eight. As Clemmer will stay in shotgun. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Gives the handoff to Gage Ledoux again. He's going to pick his poison. Tries to get through. Gets away from the first tackler. And not the second as he's going to be dragged down at the 25-yard line. Pickup of one. That's going to be, I think it's going to be third and six upcoming. Very similar formation. They stack heavy to the right. 
Gaze cuts up the middle of the field, number 30, J.D. Patrick. The defensive lineman, 6'2", 220, makes the tackle. Looks like Jonah Arms will check out. Price Davis will check in. So it'll be Price Davis and Gage Ledoux in the backfield. And they'll have Zeke McCoy, Jax Kirby, and D.J. Gillins as receivers. It's going to be Price Davis to his, to Clemmer's right hip pocket. Clemmer takes the snap. He's going to fake the handoff to Price Davis, wants to throw it, pulls it down, thinks better of it. Now rolls the pocket. Now he's going to, just going to chuck it to the right side or left side, and it's going to be incomplete, out of bounds into Bradley Central sideline. It'll bring up fourth down. Yeah, that pass was intended in the slot to Zeke McCoy. He ran a post route. It was well covered by Marcus Gorey. He's got commitments at big schools, Wayne, Michigan State, Tennessee, and even Notre Dame. It is going to be Corbin Price into pump formation. He'll stand at his own 10-yard line. We're going to get a clean snap and get this one away. Looks like deep will be, looks like 12 for uh, Bradley Central. Uh, that's going to be Alex Walker. Kick is away. Corbin Price gets a nice spinner to hang there, and it's going to bounce at the Bradley Central 40 and just take a really dead bounce, and it'll come to rest at the Bradley Central 41. And that's where they'll set up shop first and 10. Actually, the uh, deep man there for Bradley Central was 11, Jarius Rogers. He's a 5'9", 155-pound junior. Yeah, he thought about going after it. It was a little bit short on him, and he made the right decision to back up and just let it hit the ground. Well, that's Corbin's hang time that really made that decision for him. But uh, quickly, the Rebel defense out onto the football field, waiting on Bradley Central to bring the troops out. Bradley Central looks big on the offensive line, looks a little leaner than they have been in recent years. Um, but looks like number 12, Alex Walker, will be the control man for the Bears. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. It's going to be a quick play. He's going to snap the football. Nobody moved. And he's just going to chuck it into the Maribel sideline. Not sure that's a busted play. Yeah, it looked like there was some early movement on the right side. No call. They let the ball play out. And uh, I think Mr. Walker just decided to chuck it out of bounds because he, he thought a call was going to be made. Well, he was the only one that continued with the play. Everybody else just kind of stood there. But uh, no no gain on the play. Second down 10 after the incompletion. Walker takes a shotgun snap, hands it to four. Four is going to go off right guard. That's going to be Allen Terry. Now that's the 5'10", 175-pound sophomore. And he's going to maybe get no gain. Tries to go up the middle, runs right into Manneker and Diaz. They're going to give him forward progress. I thought he got a little more forward, but pushed back. They're going to give him three-yard pickup there, third and seven. This is an offensive speed spread system, Wayne. A lot of speed in that backfield. It's going to be Walker takes the shotgun snap, play action. Now he's going to throw it across the middle. Complete to number 11, Jarius Rogers. And that's going to move the sticks. First down, Bradley Central. Inside Rebel territory down to the 42. Post route, Ty Elder right there waiting on him. Last week, Ty Elder had 11 tackles, 29 on the season. And let's not forget that one forced fumble. So nice play there as it was literally when his eyes got upfield, uh, he always already was releasing the football. Walker's going to deliver out in the flat to four. And four's going to get wide. He's going to get out past the 40-yard line. It's going to be Jalen Terry. And he's going to get out of bounds at the uh, at the Rebel 37-yard line. And that's going to be going to be second and six. Does a sweep play, gets over on the 40-yard line. Peyton Cooper grabs his shoulder pads and swings almost completely around him. Well, he had the momentum swinging to that sideline. It's going to be a lot to get that kid down. But Walker quickly brings him back to the line of scrimmage. Two receivers left, one to the right. Now he's going to hand to Terry again. He goes right up the gut. 
and he's going to get down inside the 35 of the Red Rebels, but no farther. It's going to be a pickup, maybe two. It's going to bring up third and three. It's not there up the middle. Stop choppy Burr, Manneker right there. Third and three, really in a no-man's-land situation, so I'd say Bradley's going to look at two plays here if they can't get it in the first one. They're going to have two receivers to the left, one to the right. It's going to be Walker takes the snap now. A quick little jab down to the 11, or to number 11, and he's going to get the first down and more. He's going to get down to the Rebel 19-yard line. That's going to be a first down, Bradley Central. 8.52 to play here in the first, still scoreless, but Bradley Central on their opening possession Really making something of it. Yeah, compliment to Alex Walker there. He saw Isaiah French bite on the blitz, and that opened up that left side for that out route and that nice pass. Yeah, shotgun snap. He's going to give it to Terry. Terry's going to go left side. He's going to get room. He's going to get upfield. He's going to get to the sideline and try to dance his way inside the five-yard line down to the four, and that's going to be first and goal, Bradley Central. I don't know how he stayed in bounds. He tiptoed down the sidelines before eventually being pushed out of bounds by Brandon Husky, number 56. Yeah, just uh, just nice downfield blocking by that, that offensive line and really just found his way and got upfield. It's going to be Walker shotgun. Continues to do that, hands it to Terry. He's going to try to get right side and nothing doing. And he is going to be caught originally by number 11, Isaiah French. And then the Calvary showed up. Yeah, the Frenchman started it, and Ty Elder comes in and cleans it up. It's going to be a nice, healthy loss there on first and goal. Uh, so now it'll be second and goal from the 11-yard line. So a, uh, a loss of six there on first down. So it'll be second and goal from the 11. Eight. The Bears exercise right to left here on Bear Stadium. Eight tackles last week for Isaiah French. They're going to flip Terry to his left. Walker takes the snap. He's going to hand to Terry. He's going to, no, he's, yes, he's going to hand to Terry. Terry's going to get back to the five-yard line and no farther. As it will, uh, they're going to give him forward progress down to the four. So he just got the, uh, the sack back, and uh, it'll be third and goal from the four. And guess who's out there making the tackle? It's French and Elder again. Yeah, I think you've got to really spy where Terry's going to be on this one because he really does have a nice burst there, and uh, and he got upfield quickly there. Pickup of six. It's third and goal. Again, ball on the four-yard line of the Red Rebels going left to right. Walker takes the snap, hands it to 33, and he's going to be stopped and dropped. They're going to say maybe a yard loss there, and 33 for uh, for Bradley Central. Simon Mullis uh, is going to be the uh, – the receiver of that tackle. The edge is collapsed, and Manneker Mania just blows them up in the backfield. It's going to be fourth and goal, and uh, looks like Bradley's just wanting some points as he's going to bring in Haney uh, to kick this one away. It's going to be a 22-yard attempt, be on the right hash. Snap is a high one. The cold is down. The kick is up. And the kick is good, and so the lid is off of it for Bradley Central, and they score first here in game number 10, and the Denzo scoreboard just changed. Three for Bradley Central, zero for the Red Rebels. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Denzo Manufacturing in Maryville hopes you're cheering on your team. 
Denso loves to cheer on their team. And now Denso is adding even more team members. Immediate production and warehouse openings on second and third shifts. Pay starts at $18 an hour, depending on shift. And a high school diploma is no longer required. That's right. A high school diploma is no longer required. So join the team today. Denso has off-shift maintenance openings with experience-based hourly pay, as well as professional and leadership openings, competitive pay, paid holidays and vacation, 401k, health insurance, on-site Denso-only doctor, pharmacy, and workout facility. Learn more at denzocareers.com slash Get in the game, join the Denso team, and start crafting your future today. From the Hep Roofing Studios, we want to be your roofer. This is WDKW, Maryville, Knoxville, 95.7 Duke FM. Your home for Maryville Rebels football. And welcome back to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. And the Rebels take this kick, and it's going to be Price Davis. And Price Davis doesn't let the turf monster get him this time. He's going to rumble his way near midfield, and he's going to get all the way to the 50-yard line. And it's, they're going to say he was down at the 45, but uh, but Price Davis fighting his way for positive yardage. Yeah, nice run by Price. 45 Cannon Reagan, the wedge buster, just tried to blow it up there in the backfield. Eventually, the tackle was made by number 17, Max Wilson. Clemmer brings the troops out a little more breathing room as he's near midfield. Three receivers to the right, and they're going to put Jonah Arms in motion right to left. Clemmer takes the shotgun snap, gives the handoff to Gage Ledoux. He's going to go right up the gut, and he's going to power those legs into Bears territory and down to Bradley Central's 47-yard line. Stack it heavy to the right, running between the hash marks, eventually taken down by number nine, Don Jones. Six and a half minutes to play here in the first quarter. Bradley Central leading three to nothing. One possession apiece. Maryville with their second one on the field right now. Last drive for the Bears. It was 11 plays for 54 yards. Time of possession, 10-23. Big drive there. It's going to be shotgun snap. He's going to fake that Gage Ledoux, flip it out in the flat to D.J. Gillins. The, the defender's going to get away from him, and D.J. tries to get upfield. He's going to pick up the first down. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down all the way down to the 43-yard line of Bradley Central. Little throw out there in the perimeter, and it was opened up by Zeke McCoy making a nice block in the slot. Eventually, the tackle was made by number eight, Marcus Gorey. Fresh set of downs, maybe breed some confidence here for this offense. Uh, Bradley Central definitely bit on the fake. Clemmer in shotgun, he'll take the snap, gives the handoff to Gage Ledoux. Gage's going to get wide, he's going to clear his feet, gets us past the second guy, and pops the defender down to the 30-yard line. First and 10 Rebels, that's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, the All-State linebacker, number two, Knox Watson, holds on to his tennis shoes and can't bring him down. He jumps out of the tackle and then eventually taken down by number seven, Finn Mertens. Well, engage just lowered that shoulder and lowered the boom. I think uh, linebackers are used to delivering the hit. Uh, they just received one from Mr. Ledoux. Clemmer's going to kick out two receivers to the left. He's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to give it to Gage. Same hole, same similar result as he's going to get inside the 30, down to the 27 of Bradley Central. Nice pick up there on first down. It's going to be up second six. Counter play to the right side, eventually taken down by number two, Knox Watson, and number 23, Mekhi Collins for the Bears. Looks like a little tempo to be pushed here for the Rebel offense as now they are they are trying to lean a little bit on this Bradley Central defense. Clemmer's going to push Gillins and Kirby out to the left. He's going to have 
Uh, Gage Ledoux to his left hip pocket. He's going to give it to Gage. Gage going to try to get right, and it's going to be a shoestring tackle in the backfield. They're going to give positive yardage for maybe just a one-yard loss, but they're going to catch him in the backfield. It'll be third and seven. Got the right foot out of that tackle, but couldn't get the left. Mekhi Collins, number 23 on the tackle. Again, continuing to sell out to stop Gage Ledoux. Uh, we'll see if they uh, if they use the throw game here to get this first down. Third and seven upcoming, but probably got two plays to get it. Going to be Jax Kirby to the right side of the formation and to the boundary. will be Zeke McCoy and D.J. Gillins. They'll stack Jonah Arms up to the left side of the formation, and they'll make a quick check at the line of scrimmage. Clemmer takes the shotgun snap, fakes it to Gage Ledoux. He's going to try to release it, gets it to Jax Kirby down inside the 20-yard line, and that's going to be a huge play and a huge first down for the Red Rebels. Dwight Price of Realty Executives, first down. And hats off to Matthew Clemmer there, staying in the pocket. He gets hit blindside by Marcus Gorey. Ball thrown out in the flat, tackle made by number seven, Ben Mertens. That's going to be inside the Huddleston Law Firm red zone, and again, a fresh set of downs for an offense that's gaining some momentum. It's going to be Clemmer, shotgun. It's going to be Gage Ledoux to his left hip pocket. They'll push, uh, looks like 30, 35 into motion, and they're going to hand it off to Gage Ledoux. A little stutter step, gets inside the 10, inside the 5, and he's going to be down at the 4-yard line. Gage Ledoux, ladies and gentlemen, rumbling. Running that flank stake formation, Wayne. You know I like it. Runs right behind in between the tackle and guard there, eventually taken down by number seven, Finn Mertens. That's going to be a nice pickup for Gage. It's going to be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down, be first and goal from the four. Matthew Clemmer's going to have Gage to his right. Has a little motion there on the left side of the formation. Takes the snap, hands it to Gage Ledoux. He jumps the line of scrimmage, tries to spin his way down near the goal line, and they're going to call him down at the two, pickup of two. 2.45 to go in the first quarter. Maryville knocking on the door to take this lead and score their first point of the night. It looked like the exact same play, just the flank lined up on the left side that time. He cuts back, and the tackle was made by number 16, Taylor Dugan. Probably the slowest play of the night. Really been trying to push tempo. They're going to run a jumbo pack. Going to have Clemmer under center. They're going to have a big package back there. They're going to have Gage Ledoux running behind Jacob Richmond, and they're going to say just a a one-yard, maybe a half-yard pickup, and they're going to say it's going to be third down from the two-yard line. Good uh, good cutting play by the linebacker for Bradley Central. Yeah, and the tackle was made by number eight, the D1 prospect, Marcus Goree. They're going to check the end for that play was Peyton Cooper, Caleb Graham, and Jacob Richmond. So a lot of beef in there. They're going to check it back out and uh, and get Kirby and Gillins back in. You know what they say, that's what's for dinner. <laughs> well, they definitely, uh, the, it was going to be served. Third down and goal from the two-yard line, Clemmer and shotgun. He's going to hand it to Gage Ledoux, a little stutter step. Gage going to catch him at the line of scrimmage, push his way down to the one, and he's not going to get in there. It's going to be fourth and goal from the one-yard line. Huge decision here. Is it go for it, Ben, or is it get the points? I think you go with the points, but on that play, he cuts back, and number two, Knox Watson, makes the hit on the three-yard line. I don't see Corbin Price lining up, so we'll see what they do. Looks like Clemmer will check out of this game, but the offense will stay on. Looks like it's going to be a jumbo pack with Gage Ledoux possibly running a wildcat formation. 
That's what it's going to be. Gage will be in the backfield all by himself. He's going to take the snap. He's going to run straight ahead. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Red Rebels. And the Rhino just scored. Marcus Goree, number eight, makes a cut in the backfield. Gage reads it. He cuts back, goes straight through, and gets a touchdown for the faithful. And the Denzo scoreboard has just changed. Your Red Rebels now lead Bradley Central 6-3. to three. Corbin Price will attempt the PAT. Looks like we've got a substitution issue. We're just trying to get some guys in there. 50 seconds to go here in the first quarter. It's really been one uh, kind of owned by time of possession. Uh, but really, Maryville, uh, to end this first quarter, has got some points on the board. Corbin Price will kick the extra point. It is going to be blocked. The defender came from the right side of the formation and blocked it. Looks like that was number eight, Marcus Goray, uh, with the block. Very athletic football player. You can be He's versatile not only at wide receiver, at corner, but at, on special teams as well. And so with 50.6 seconds to go in the first quarter here at Bradley Central, your Rebels have taken the lead and now lead 6-3 to three over Bradley Central. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a Blunt County tradition for 20 years. El Jimador Mexican Grill is fast, filling, and fantastic Mexican food at a fair price. Come to El Jimador Mexican Grill for daily lunch specials Monday through Saturday from 11 till 4. Dine in for a great dinner with family and friends or call ahead for takeout anytime. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday until 1030. Your fiesta awaits at El Jimador Mexican Grill, 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. Call 8 65681-6040. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. And welcome back to Rebel Radio on the Twin City Certified in Maribel Game of the Week. Rebels now lead 6-3 after the Gage Ledoux touchdown. And Corbin Price just kicks this one away. Looks like it's going to be Goray with the return, and he's going to get across the 20-yard line near the 25 and no farther. That's where uh, the the Bradley Central Bears will take over. First and 10 as they exercise right to left here at Bears Stadium. Tackle made by Caius Watts. Previous drive time of possession was 5.53. There were 11 plays for 55 yards, 42 rushing, 16 passing. Well, this is, a, this is a Rebel football team and a Rebel defense that typically, after a, a drive, has some success. If you remember, uh, you remember this, is, this has been kind of a calling card. This second drive will show a lot of growth for this Rebel defense. It's going to be number 12 with the, uh, the handoff, and uh, yes, adjustments were made. It's going to be dropped in the backfield. Jason Manneker and Frankie Diaz all over that one. Loss of two, and it's second and 12. Just blow right by the guards, getting the backfield. Manneker and Diaz make a nice tackle. Yeah, Walker with the snap. Handoff to number four, J. Allen Terry. And he's going to be dropped for a two-yard loss there. Second and 12, as there's now under 20 seconds to play here in the first quarter. Maybe one more snap. He's going to get the snap. Shotgun snap tries to throw it. He's going to get it away and across the 35-yard line. Complete. Trying to get the receiver there. It's going to go to number 16, Taylor Dugan, and that's going to reset the chains. Yeah, no tackle made on that play. He goes about 10 yards, does an out route, had a lot of cushion over there by Hutton Jones. 
and slides to out of bounds. First and 10, Bradley Central, as their new first down marker will be at the 36-yard line. But as the clock has hit zeros here in the first quarter, we'll take a break, listen to these great sponsors, and head to the second quarter where your your Rebels lead 6-3 to three over Bradley Central. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Located in Maryville, Tennessee, Huddleston Law Firm was founded in 2005 by Rob Huddleston with a mission to provide top-notch legal services to the residents of Blunt and Knox counties, as well as many surrounding counties. Huddleston Law Firm is ready to fight for you in criminal or juvenile court, simple wills and divorces, child custody and adoption matters, and domestic law services. Call Huddleston Law Firm at 865-983-5500 or go online to the Huddleston Law Firm.com. Huddleston Law Firm understands you have many options in East Tennessee for representation. They realize that fact and always appreciate your business. And welcome back to Rebel Radio and the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week right here on, on 95.7. Duke FM, your Red Rebels lead the Bradley Central Bears 6-3. to three. That was by Gage Ledoux touchdown. Blocked extra points. So that's the way the Rebels have hit the scoreboard. But now Bradley Central back on offense, and there's a bad snap. And looks like 12's just going to have to fall on it. Uh, that's going to be Alex Walker not ready for the snap. And that's a gift there for the Red Rebels. He dived on it just in time. Jason Maneker was right there to recover it. It's going to be a healthy loss there. As it's going to be second and 18, uh, that's going to be an eight-yard loss there on the bad snap. And, uh, again, the uh, the quarterback, Alex Walker, uh, just smart enough to fall on it. He's going to be back in shotgun formation. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. He's going to take that snap. He's going to roll the pocket to the right. Once done, cork it. He's going to throw it long and even long for his own receiver. And it's going to go harmlessly out of bounds. Incomplete. Bring up third and 18. Good coverage on the Bradley Central sideline by Hutton Jones. They had two guys on Jason Manneker there. Manneker's causing a lot of havoc on that side. Yeah, and a lot of that intensity came from that two-yard loss on first down that pushed the envelope to make them have to be perfect. It's going to be third and 18 deep in their own territory. They'll exercise here on their own 28-yard line going left to right. It's going to be Walker, takes the shotgun snap. He's going to look to throw it. He's going to deliver it out in the flat to Terry. Terry's going to have some green. He's going to get chopped down at the 30, they're going to say 38-yard line, short of the sticks, and that's going to bring up fourth down. Nice pickup by uh, Bradley, but it's going to be all for naught as they send on punt formation. Yeah, eventually taken down by Peyton Cooper. They cleared out the perimeter over there in a deep route to open up that pass. Number 98, Skyler Perkle, uh, will come in in pump formation. He'll stand on his own 22-yard line as he'll kick this thing left or right. He's going to get it cleanly. Kick is away. It's going to be a wobbly high end over end. It's going to bounce at the 40-yard line, take a Bradley Central bounce, and it'll come to rest at the Rebel 32-yard line, and that's where Clemmer and company will take over. You know, just some first-quarter stats, as uh, Mr. Ken Main always provides us. Uh, again, even on the first downs, four apiece there in the first quarter. 14 plays 58 yards for the Red Rebels. 12 plays 65 yards for Bradley Central. Again, just a, a very aggressive uh, first quarter of play. Clemmer is going to be in shotgun, have two receivers to the right, one to the left. 
And he's going to put someone in motion. He's going to fake to Gage Ledoux. Now he's going to deliver uh, to Jonah Arms. And Jonah Arms is going to catch it and rumble. And he's going to get to midfield. Nice pickup. Nice play call. And Jonah Arms, Dinnerbell, was eating. Bill Dinnerbell got him something to eat. Uh, Gage Ledoux sold that. So they, they did a play-action handoff to him there. Gage sold that. It opened up that drag route to Jonah. Great play call, and that's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down as uh, the Rebels are off and working. Clemmer takes the, uh, breaks the huddle. You won't see those many. And there's be two receivers to the left, one to the right. And they'll stack up uh, a little slot back. Puts Gillins in motion. They're going to hand it to Gage Ledoux. He's going to have some room to run. He gets inside Bear territory and down to the 42-yard line. Going to be a pickup of eight there on first down. It'll be second and two. DJ Decoy Gillins on that one. He was on the left side. He goes running a sweep right in front of Clemmer. They hand off the football. Eventually, the tackle was made by number 33, Simon Mullins. More beef checks into the lineup. 9.38 to play here in the second quarter. Rebels lead 6-3 here on the road at Bradley Central. It's going to be Clemmer and shotgun. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. They're going to move Jonah Arms in motion left, right to left across the formation. He takes the snap. Now he's going to call his own number, and he's going to get inside the 40 down to the 39, and he's going to pick up the first down. It's the Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Quarterback keeper for Mr. Clemmer. Yeah, Jonah Arms lined up on the right side as a flanker, and then he comes over to the left side to open up the hole for Matthew Clemmer. Clemmer makes a nice little run there, and Tito Williams, number three, makes a tackle. Quickly back to the line of scrimmage. Clemmer and shotgun will have Gates Ledoux to his left hip pocket. And he'll have a, a nice, healthy dose of receivers to the right. One to the left. Check the play at the line of scrimmage. Now he's going to stack Jonah Arms right behind right tackle. And he's going to fake the handoff. He's going to deliver in the flat to Jax Kirby. He finds some room. And he's going to get knocked down near the Huddleston Law Firm red zone. And he's going to be called down at the 20-yard line. Huge pickup there. And a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Now that's some good route running. You go out there and you do a nice little button hook. Marcus Goree was faked out and eventually had to make the tackle. Nice catch, Jax. Well, what I love about this is a lot of substitutions. A lot of guys in and out. And it's really making Bradley Central have to play line linebacker flat-footed and it's uh, it's causing some havoc right now quickly back to the line of scrimmage Clemmer and shotgun he takes the snap hands it to Gage Ledoux he changes direction and he's going to get down near the 15 yard line and backs his way down to the 14 that's going to be a pickup of six there on first down second and four started heading towards the Maryville sideline cuts back near the hash mark and drags Knox Watson for a couple yards it's going to be second down short second and four to go and they look to the sideline to get the play. Uh, again, a lot of variation on this drive to make the, uh, no pun intended, the Bears chew on it. They're going to bring it back to the line of scrimmage. Breaks a small huddle. They're going to have Jax Kirby all by himself to the right. They're going to have Gage Ledoux to Clemmer's right hip pocket. He's going to take the shotgun snap, rolls the pocket to the right, wants to throw it, still wants to throw it. He's going to chuck it to the corner of the end zone and long out of bounds, out of, out of harm's way. It'll fall incomplete. It'll be third and four upcoming, but I think they they wanted Jax Kirby in the corner, but if it wasn't there, get rid of it. Yeah, they stacked the line heavy. They moved D.J. Gillins into motion. He's open out there, on the or he's out, out on the right side with, with Jax Kirby. It just wasn't there. Clemmer makes a smart decision, chucks it out of bounds. Yeah, ball on the 14-yard line. Again, Rebels going right to left here at Bears Stadium. Up on Bradley Central, 6-3. to three. Sink me, Cannon Johnson just checks in. 
Going to have two receivers to the left, one to the right. They're looking to get isolation there for Mr. Kirby. Cannon's going to be in motion. They're going to fake the handoff, give it to, to Gage Ledoux. He's going to bowl over some defenders, get the first down and more. He's going to get down to the four-yard line. That's going to be first and goal, Red Rebels. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Marcus Goree tries to make the tackle. He just hops on and goes for a ride. Well, Cannon's motion is what drove that home because when he motioned, people thought he was going to get the pitch. They hand it to Gage, and he's got green grass in front of him. Pulled those linebackers, didn't he? So it looks like Gage is going to be in the Rhino package yet again. He looks to the sideline. Now he's going to be in the backfield by himself. He gets it. He's going to try to go right. He's going to get caught at the line of scrimmage. He's going to lose the football, and Bradley is going to take take it away from us they're going to get it at the five yard fumble recovery and it'll be first and 10 bradley from the rebel five yard line huge swing there as uh, gage just trying to get wide because they had kind of clogged the hole the lane he was looking for knocks it loose and recover yeah number five mason go picks up the, the loose ball after the nice hit there by number two knox watson 7:01 to play here in the second quarter. Maryville leading 6-3, but new life and enthusiasm for Bradley Central. I like Cannon Johnson's attitude. He's out there getting this team fired up. It's going to be Walker and shotgun. He's going to take the snap. He's going to give it to Terry. Terry's going to be caught in the backfield, and he's going to be dropped at, they're going to say no game. He's going to be dropped at the five. You can keep trying to run in between the tackles. It's not going to be there. This time, Maddox Stott's there to make the stop. Well, I think they're looking to, to set up that little that little play in the flat, uh, so they're going to continue to go to that well. Defense, like you said, very motivated out there, really trying to hurry up and get this football back for the Red Rebels. They did take the opening kick, uh, so, again, don't want to give back-to-back possessions to Bradley Central. It's going to be Walker in the backfield. Jalen Terry will stand at their own goal line. He's going to take a two, three-step drop. Now he's going to look to throw it. He's going to go long, and it's going to be caught by an assistant coach on the sideline, incomplete. It's going to bring up third and ten. They had man coverage on the outside. Tito Williams goes running down the sideline. Just He didn't have time in the pocket to make a nice pass there, Wayne. But I think anytime you're standing in your own end zone, when green grass is not under you, your, your clock moves a little quicker. 6-18 to play here in the second quarter. Maryville leads 6-3 over Bradley Central. If you're just joining us or just missed it, uh, a fumble there at the five-yard line gives it back to Bradley Central. Walker's going to take the snap. He's going to think about it. He's going to chuck it loose. He's going to get it down near the 20-yard line, and it is going to be a completed pass. It will be a first down Bradley Central, but no more. It will go to number 30, Tito Williams. Yeah, post route by the slot receiver. Looks like the tackle was made by number 18, Drew Wallace. And a, a nice play by Bradley Central. Again, thought we had it defended well, thought we were getting some pressure, uh, but Walker stands in there, makes the throw. It's going to be first and 10, Bradley, as they go left to right. Looks like they didn't like what they saw. Bradley Central will take a timeout. Uh, let's take one with them. Let's take a Lee Franks, a volunteer home mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio and the Twin City Certified and Maribel Game of the Week right here on 95.7 Duke FM. 
Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran-owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call, 865-268-5872, or check them out online smaxes.com that's s-m-a-x-e-s.com family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today think outside the box and get your axe on and welcome back to rebel radio 95.7 duke fm as we're going to jump down to the sideline quickly to to get an update from mr chris hips chris uh how's the sideline yeah man it's a very physical game, offensive and defensively. I mean, the crowd's been in it, helping this team out. And, I mean, it's been a quick, fast-paced game. It's hard to believe it. it's only five more minutes till halftime. Yeah, it's uh, it's moving right along, Chris, but we'll be back down near halftime. Yeah, been two fumbles in the game, one by the Bears. They recovered theirs, one by ours. They recovered ours. Yeah, they're two for two. It's going to be on first down. They pick up five yards here on second down. They're going to give it to Terry again, and he's going to get ahead forward, kind of pick his poison. It looks like he may be close to another first down. They're going to signal first down. It'll be another first and ten bears as the next play will be from their own 30-yard line. Running in between the hash marks, tackle made by number 21, Caleb Graham, and number 85, Kais Watts. And quickly, Walker will bring the troops to the, the line of scrimmage. He'll be in shotgun. Two receivers to the left, two to the right. He's wanting to throw it. He's going to chuck it up. It's going to go long, and it's going to go into his own sideline. It's a, it's amazing. He's feast or famine. It's either going to hit the guy that it's supposed to or it's going to go into the sideline. I feel like that's taught. Yeah, Manneker got on the outside, number 51, Brody Morgan, drives him back to allow for time in the pocket there. Number seven into the football game for Bradley Central, Finn Merton. He's a huge kid. See if he's a target down here. It's going to be him and Jarius Rogers here on this right side. Yeah, in the Ottawa game, Finn Mertens had a 76-yard touchdown reception from Ballard. His first offensive touchdown. Walker takes the shotgun snap for Bradley Century. He's going to hand it to Terry. Terry's going to be in the middle. Now he's going to bounce it outside. He's going to get wide and get to the hash. And they're going to say he stepped out of bounds at the 38-yard line. And then it gets chippy. Man, I didn't see what happened, but, man, there was a lot of people running at him. Well, I'm thinking they called him out of bounds. They blew the whistle, and then the hit occurred, so they're going to call a late hit here. And we're going to see, because I I agree. I I feel like there was some intent from Terry after the whistle was blown. He ran over Drew Wallace, so I'll be interested to see how this is called. It's going to be personal foul. They're going to call it against the Red Rebels, and it is going to bring a first down to Bradley Central. But like I said, I I think that one could have went either way. Yeah, I think they blew the whistle when he stepped out of bounds, and then the tackle was made in the backfield, and they called the late hit, personal foul. It is going to quickly get, uh, it's going to get Bradley Central into Maryville territory, and their next play will happen at the Rebel 47-yard line. They work left to right here in Bears Stadium. It's going to be Walker with the shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to Terry. Terry's going to get left. He's going to get through the first tackle, through the second, and he is just going to hopscotch his way uh, down to the 42-yard line. It's going to be a pickup 
It's going to be a pickup of about four. It's going to be second and six. Watch the West tape a little bit. They're trying to get out to that perimeter and get up the sidelines. Tackle made by number 21, Caleb Graham. Again, first contact after about a one-yard gain, so give a lot of that. Give four of those yards to Jal and Terry. It's 5.03 to play in this one. Maryville still leads 6-3 for Bradley Central after the turnover. How to put this into points. Going to be Walker with the shotgun snap play action. He's going to want to throw it to the right-hand side, and he's just going to chuck it long. And Troy Provo Heron was the closest receiver. If you don't know that, that's our uh, sports editor for the Daily Times. Yeah, got a little chippy in the backfield between Jason Manneker, number 51, Brody Morgan. He took Manneker to the ground. Derek Hunt has his arms up. He's looking for some call to be made there. I think uh, we're a little too far from home to get the evens. 4.58 to play in this first half. Rebels lead 6-3. Bradley Central on the Rebel 42-yard line. Facing a third and five. They're going to quickly, looks like Walker's going to move 33 to his right hip pocket. He's going to take the shotgun snap, now hands it to 33. He's going to go straight ahead forward, picks up a couple, and it's going to bring up fourth down. It'll be fourth and a long three, and we'll see if they're going to punt this one away. Quickly looks like Bradley Central uh, walks on the punter, and that's going to be Skylar Perkle. Uh, to punt this one away. I think this is a huge uh, bend-but-don't-break moment for this Rebel defense. Uh, just really fought tooth and nail uh, to, to, to get this football back with no points scored. Absolutely. And great intensity by Manneker on that last play. He was mad and fired up. Perkle's going to stand on his own 45-yard line as he'll punt this thing left to right. And looks like deep for the Rebels will be Jax Kirby. Block! Block the kick! That's Jason Manneker! And Jason's going to fall on it. And they're going to get the football deep in Bradley Central territory. And, yeah, he just took that one away. He's coming to the sideline and says, look what I have. I've got the football. Retribution, Wayne. On that call from earlier, Manneker, that really fired him up. Manneker mania is alive and well here in Bradley County. And 4-0-8 to play. And the Rebels will set up shop inside the Bears territory. That's huge. There wasn't anybody going to stop him, and it's the first time tonight I've been happy I'm above, uh, I'm off ground level. That's his second block punt of the season. Quickly, Clemmer's going to bring the troops out. He's going to have two receivers to the right. Gage Ledoux to his right hip pocket. He's going to hand it to Gage. Gage going to get wide. He's going to get free. Gets across the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Red Rebels. Touchdown, Red Rebels. And Gage Ledoux got some of the mojo from Jason Manninger and rumbled all the way to the end zone. Ride that Chattanooga choo-choo. <laughs> 3.58 to play here in this second quarter, and the Denzo scoreboard just changed. It now reads your Red Rebels 12 and the homestanding Bradley Bears 3. Corbin Price will tee this one up to attempt the PAT. Dunford to hold. Peyton Cooper to snap. Huge play, swing of momentum to say the least. Cooper to snap, Dunford to hold, and the first attempt by uh, Corbin Price will be good, but I think there was some motion up front, so we may get another kick at it. Now they're going to say offsides against Bradley Central. They're going to call the play dead, so we do have to kick it again. Trying to continue to get away with that block. Again, if you're just joining us, you missed a dandy. Uh, a Gage Ledoux rumble 
uh, for a touchdown and uh, just a just a huge swing of events. A blocked punt uh, by Jason Manneker, and on play number one of the next series, Gates Ledoux goes to the house. One play, 42 yards, 10 seconds, time of position. They need to quickly snap this thing. We get a little bit closer. They get in, in motion. Bradley tried to bring a whole new crew in. Looks like uh, Corbin's going to attempt this one. The kick is up. The kick is clear. And, Ben, the kick is good. The Denzo scoreboard now reads your Red Rebels 13. The homestanding Bradley Central Bears 3. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Stevenson Tire, three generations serving Blunt and surrounding counties for over 60 years. The friendly staff at Stevenson Tire is ready to assist you and get you back on the road quickly with the most trusted tire brands in the industry. Competitive prices, tire repairs too. Expect real hometown service at Stevenson Tire. The name to trust in East Tennessee is Stevenson Tire. 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville. Online at stevensontire.net or call 865-983-1621. Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. Saturday, 7.30 till noon. Close Sunday. Stevenson Tire. Welcome back to Bradley Central High School in this week's edition of the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. Ben, uh, Coach Burns, Coach Christian Burns checking in from Tyson Park in Knoxville as they're running the GKTA Middle School Tennis League Playoffs, and they are uh, checking in here. Uh, Again, really excited about that. Get us an ace, Coach Burns. It looks like Maryville Junior High Black Team won their opening match over West Valley Maroon uh, 29-10 in the most game one format. Uh, Maryville Junior High Red Team fell to Farragut. Uh, in their opening match. So, again, wish the best for Christian Burns and the tennis team of Maryville High School. But uh, Bradley Central with the quick return, and they get it out to the 20-yard line. So, uh, again, they'll set up first and 10, shell-shocked, after Jason Manneker was uh, was driven to the ground, no call, and he just took it took it upon himself to get that one back himself. Blocks a punt, and then the very next play, Gage Ledoux scampers for a touchdown. Huge swing of events here in Bradley County. Yeah, he took it upon himself after that ta- that block that was made by Brody Morgan to get retribution. Alex Walker's going to bring the troops out. He's going to get the shotgun. Three-step drop. He's going to chuck it out to number 11, and he is going to be caught, stopped, and dropped at the 27-yard line. It's going to be a nice pickup for Bradley Central, but short of the first down, it'll be second down and three. Watson saw zone coverage on that perimeter out there. Plenty of room by Hutton Jones, and just an out route, and Hutton breaks downhill, makes a nice tackle. Manneker back out there. Again, breathing not near as heavy. Uh, but it looks like Bradley Central will have three receivers to the left, one to the right, and they're going to hand it off to Terry. Terry gets through the initial line of scrimmage, and he has got the first down and more as he'll get upfield and to the Bradley Central 46-yard line. And that'll be a fresh set of downs. First down, Bradley Central on the really nice run by number four, Allen Terry of Bradley. Yeah, this is a guy who last year ran for over 1,000 yards, so he's, he's a good runner, Wayne. I mean, Walker's going to give it to Terry again. He's going to get left side, and he's going to get cut down uh, at the 45-yard line, and a rare penalty looks to be going against Bradley Central. I think that's going to be a downfield hold. Yeah, runs upfield there in between the hash marks, eventually taken down by number 11, Isaiah French. Initially going to pick up about 11 there uh, on the Jalen Terry carry, uh, but looks like he was helped to do so, and they flag it, and it's going to back this one off. 
They're going to get the football, step this one, step off the penalty, and it's going to go back to original line of scrimmage. Then they'll mark it off from there. <laughs> so after all the hustle, bustle, do si it's going to be on the Bradley Central 36-yard line, and it's going to be first down and a long ways. First, first penalty of the night for the Bears. 3.06 to play here in the second quarter. Rebels lead 13-3. It's going to be a short snap, and uh, there's a reason why no one moved. As, uh, I think uh, the only one that was on that page was the center. False start also against Bradley. Yeah, the white hat was quick to make the call. He saw that movement, and it shifted the Maribel defensive line. Good call. Five-yard penalty. It's going to back him up five more. They'll set this one up at the Bradley 31. The only positive for Bradley is it's still first down. Three minutes to play just now under. Rebels lead 13-3. to Again, two Gage Ledoux touchdowns. Going to be Walker's going to flip it out in the flat to Jalen Terry. He's going to try to get wide. He does, and he's going to get through the first tackler, not the second. Uh, did not get past the sure hands of Cannon Johnson. Yeah, Isaiah French got some hands on his ankles. He was able to trip his way out of that one and get taken down by number eight, Cannon Johnson. He's going to pick up, looks like about three on the play. It'll bring up second and 22, or maybe as far as the exit is to 75. It's going to be a throw play here. It's going to be a long pass. It is going to be complete as he threads the needle and to number 11, Jarius Rogers. Huge pass play. And I think he's going to need 22, got 22. They're going to be a first down for Bradley Central. There was only one place to, where you could hit that pass. That was a great throw and catch. Tackle made by number 18, Drew Wallace. There was three different Rebels defenders that probably felt the wind off that throw. And uh, just, a, just a great thread-the-needle pass by Walker. So it's a fresh set of downs, first and 10, Bradley, as they go left to right. Again, they, they will receive the opening kick or the kick in the second half, so they're trying to cash in on double duty. Two minutes to play here in the second quarter. And it looks like they're just going to use some clock and take a timeout. Let's take one with them. Uh, that's a Lee Frank Savant here, home mortgage timeout. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Yep, it's that time once again. It's football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a like-new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley at Twin City Certified in Miraville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owns to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600. Or click TwinCityCertified.com. Twin City Certified in Miraville. It's the quality. Quality you deserve. And welcome back to Rebel Radio here live from Bradley Central High School and the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. Your score here with two minutes to go in the second quarter. Your Red Rebels 13, the, the homestanding Bradley Central football inside rebel territory down at the rebel 44 yard line uh, looking to cash in here as they head to the half walker the quarterback for bradley central takes the snap he's going to look for it look for it's going to have to chuck this one away and it is going to be returned to and nearly caught by number 11 rogers but they're going to say it uh, skipped to him it's going to be incomplete second and ten i think that may be good for bradley central as the clock stopped there he makes the catch 
Clock continues to move. Yeah, Brandon Husky gets in the backfield, and he just covers him with a sheepskin coat. Throws the ball out in the perimeter, and it just flops around incomplete. He talked at the break. This offensive line is winded. We'll see if Manneker can get back in there. Looks like Walker's going to take it. He's going to get a pass off, and it is going to be complete down to the Rebel, I say, 24-yard line. That pass is complete to Taylor Dugan. And I, I tell you, Walker's feast or famine, but when he's feast, he's threading needles. Yeah, zone coverage on that post route. And basically, the linebacker, Isaiah French, started cutting in. Ty Elder was to take over, and he hit that window. And at 35, Walker quickly gets the snap. He's going to fake the, the pass or fake the handoff to Jalen Terry, try to get it out to Rodgers. And it's going to skip to him again, incomplete, second and 10. There's some of that famine. Yeah, side judge calls a ground ball, Wayne. Foul. It'll be Walker, looks to the sideline, again, trying to get the play from uh, what they affectionately call him here at Bradley Central, Papa Bear. They'll work left to right here on Bear Stadium. Walker takes the snap. He hands it to Terry. Terry's going to go straight ahead forward. He's going to get the first down, and he is going to get near the Rebel 10-yard line, and he's going to be ushered out of bounds. Jalen Terry, man, north and south, he's a, he's a tough customer. Yeah, had a hole there. He hits it. He runs up the left hash mark before he's eventually taken down by number 18, Drew Wallace. Minute 19 to play. Bradley Central deep in Rebel territory down to the Rebel 10-yard line. It'll be first and goal. It's going to be another handoff to Terry. Terry's going to try to hit that same hole, and it is not there this time. And it is he's going to pick up a couple. It looks like laundry will come in. So... It's a tough spot. Looks to be in the area of holding, but the back judge threw it in, so really could be anything. Gang tackle, Peyton Cooper in there on the tackle. We're going to call that a uh, face mask against the Red Rebels. If you didn't hear it on the crowd, Mike, you know it now. But uh, that's that's a big play, Ben, because that's at this point going to be half the distance, automatic first down. So that's going to be first and goal from the five. And, again, just a, just an extra opportunity here uh, for, for Bradley Central. They've only got one timeout here, so, again, it'll be interesting play call. Do they run it? Do they get wide? Or do they throw the football? I think a lot of options out there right now. Looks like they're going to check out some of their, uh, their usual suspects, but the ones that's uh, really made the big plays, uh, looks like Rodgers, uh, Terry, and, uh, and and Walker, they're all into the football game. Wouldn't be surprised to see them go right back to number four here, Jay Allen Terry. They're going to give the play to Terry. Terry's going to rumble down inside the three, inside the two. They're going to say down at the one-yard line. Tackle made by number 18, Drew Wallace. Terry with the carry. 50 seconds to go uh, here in the second quarter. Knocking on the door to try to draw this one closer. 13-3 is the current lead for the Red Rebels. Trying to keep them out of the end zone here. They're going to quickly get to the line of scrimmage. Walker's going to take the snap. They're going to hand it to Terry. And looks like uh, maybe the offense jumped a little bit. Dead ball. And they'll have to back this one up. It's a nice break for the Red Rebels. White had to call this one. It is going to be false start against Bradley Central. So now a first and goal from the si- or a second and goal from the six. Clock reads 33.1. We 
in. If you're just joining us, 13 to three is the score advantage for the Red Rebels. That's two, uh, two Gage Ledoux touchdowns, one Corbin Price extra point successful, and uh, and a field goal by Haney of Bradley Central. That's the scoring plays here tonight. And quickly Walker gets back in shotgun. He'll have two receivers left, two to the right. He's going to survey the field. He's going to deliver in the flat, and that is going to be complete to. Trying to get that number. I think that's Tito Williams, number three. And that is going to be a Bradley Central touchdown. And the Denzo scoreboard just changed. Cannon Johnson was on him on that slant route. He was right there on his on his right shoulder pad. It was just a really well-thrown ball and a nice catch on the slant. Yeah, Tito just cut across the defender's face. And uh, really a good, a well-delivered ball. Wasn't a ton you could do there. Tito's one of those guys, Wayne. He's got offers from Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. Again, got to continue to weather this storm. That's going to be another false start penalty uh, against Bradley Central. So uh, that's a that's a sign of fatigue, Ben. So again, just got to continue to push here in this second half. Long football game yet to be played, but Bradley Central has uh, has drawn it a little closer as it's now 13 to nine, and Haney will attempt the extra point. It'll be a 25-yard attempt now after the uh, false start penalty. The high snap is down, and the kick is away. And it didn't serve any purpose. As Haney's going to get that one, it's going to be up and good. And your Denso scoreboard now reads 13 for the Red Rebels, 10 for Bradley Central. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 to FM. Got a paint project, but your life is crazy busy? Let Keith Lane of Painter One Knoxville do it for you. Painter One is your first choice for all your painting needs. Paint really does have a powerful impact on mood, perception, and emotion. A warm, vibrant interior or reinvigorating outside walls? Trust Painter One. Exceptional customer service and communication. Two-year warranty and more. Renew your space. Renew your life with Painter One Knoxville. Online at PainterOne.com. Painter One is a proud sponsor of Maribel high school football yeah, you can hear me now. and welcome back to rebel radio 95.7 duke fm at the twin city certified in Maribel game of the week i'm wayne kaiser alongside ben Metz. and bradley central has has drawn a little closer 13 to 10 now the rebel advantage and haney will kick this one away 15.7 seconds to go in the half and Gillens will take it at the Rebel 18-yard line. He's going to try to get wide. He gets to the 25, to the 30, to the 35, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds at their own 37-yard line. And with 7.8 ticks to go, the Rebels will bring the offense out, Ben. Uh, it's kind of a, an interesting place to be. It's, it's, it's one, maybe two plays here, or do you just knee it and get to the half? I think you just need it, take it to the half. Number 17, Alex Wilson on the, or number 12, Alex Walker on the tackle quarterback yep interesting that he plays special teams it looks like Gillens is going to be right on the line of scrimmage we'll see if uh, they try to torch this one downfield looks like Clemmer's going to flip Price Davis to his left hip pocket two receivers left two to the right Clemmer's going to take the snap going to flip it out to Gage Ledoux Gage just going to get across the 40 yard line to the 41 and that's how the half will come to an end. The clock hits zeros here in the second quarter. Your Rebels lead at the half, 13 to 10, over the homestanding Bradley Central Bears. Let's listen to a couple great sponsors. Take a quick break, and when we come back, the Painter One Halftime Show right here live on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, 
Call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group, Realty Executives, and they can help with all your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. The Dwight Price Group. Call 888-SOLD, which is 865-888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The Dwight Price Group, the right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. You can get a kitchen tune-up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman of Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. Two quarters in the books, two more to go. Up next is the Painter One Halftime Show on your home for Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. The guys will take a look at first half highlights, scores from around the area, and keys to a big second half for the Rebels. Don't you dare touch that dial. This should be good. Welcome in to the Painter One Halftime Show here live from Bradley Central High School, where your Rebels lead the Bradley Central Bears 13 to 10. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz, and Ben, uh, you, you really think about uh, what this, uh, what this, how this game has unfolded. Rebels in front, uh, but uh, again, really uh, a fumble down on the goal line. Uh, really just took uh, took some air out of the sails, but quickly uh, get this back and uh, and just got to regroup for the second 24 minutes. Yeah, it's been a game um, with three components. You've got the turnovers, right? So you've got fumbles that we've won. We've, they've got fumbles that they've won. Third down conversions. You know, you look at third down conversions, getting off the field, staying on the field. We're three of five on third down. They're four of seven. Um, the penalties, there's been two penalties, Wayne. You had the per- the the uh, personal foul, the 15-yarder, and then you had the face mask, 15-yarder, coming at inopportune time. So a couple key components there to improve on, and I know the coaches will. Yeah, and, and you look at the halftime stats, again, provided by Ken Main, always appreciative of what Ken brings to Rebel Radio. Uh, but you look at the halftime stats, 13-10 uh, to 10 on the scoreboard. We all see that, uh, but looks like uh, trying to still find some balance. 17 rushes, 110 yards for the Red Rebels, 55 through the air for a total of 24 plays, 165 yards. You talked about third down efficiency, but for Bradley Central, 19 plays, 19 carries, 52 yards on the ground, but their, their proficiency has come through the air. 136 passing yards for a total of 38 total plays, 100. 
and 88 total yards. Uh, looking at individual stats, Gage Ledoux, 16 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns. Matthew Clemmer, one carry, four, three yards. Uh, Receiving-wise, Jax Kirby, two catches, 31 yards. Jonah Arms, one catch for 18 yards. D.J. Gillins, one for four. And Gage Ledoux, one catch for two yards. Uh, really, uh, if you look at uh, Bradley Central, it's been two players. Jalen Terry, 15 carries for 77 yards. They've got three other guys for a combined three carries for a, a, a negative uh, negative seven yards of rushing. So really, Jalen Terry has been their rushing component. Uh, Alex Walker, 12 of 19, 136 yards and a touchdown through the air. Efficient when he's good. Uh, and then receiving-wise, Jarius Rogers. Four catches, 59 yards. Taylor Dugan, two catches, 33 yards. Tito Williams, four catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown. And Jalen Terry also contributing receiving-wise, two catches for 13 yards. Really, uh, Terry and Rogers, the two playmakers for Bradley Central. Yeah, and hats off to Coach Damon Floyd because what he's doing, you've got to respect Jay Allen Terry. He can run straight up field on you. But when you do that, you open up those routes for Jarius Rogers and Taylor Dugan. And Alex Walker, like you said, he's 12 and 19, 136 yards and touchdown. He's played some good football. Uh, like I said, his uh, his feast is really good, and, and he's had a little bit of famine where he just throws it away. He's a smart quarterback, doesn't necessarily put this thing in harm's way, and really a bad snap's the only real uh, negative yardage play he's had uh, a part of. Yeah, it flipped the opposite side of the ball. Gage Ledoux, we talked in the pregame show a little bit of him having a coming-out party. You know, 16 runs, 107 yards. What a pretty 42-yard run for a touchdown over here, Wayne. Yeah, and let's quickly, uh, let's see how uh, Mr. Hips saw the first half of play. Uh, again, going to jump down to Chris Hips, our sideline reporter. Chris, uh, what did you see out of the first half, and I guess what do you, you hope to see here in the second? Yeah, very hard-nosed fault game uh, by both teams. Uh, you know, heavy hitting up the middle, heavy running. I mean, just that last hit, I think, uh, by Bradley Central shows how hard-hitting of the game this is. Uh, in the second half, I think we got to cut out those slant passes. This has been what's been the uh, Achilles heel on tonight's game plan. And just giving out the uh, first downs, you know, they're only like a little 10-yard pass, but they're giving uh, Bradley Central a lot of confidence. So I say if we can get some of those uh, pass tips or at least knock down, uh, force them back in them longer, um, you know, possessions, and of course let uh, Mr. Manicure, Diaz, Caleb Graham, that front line eat on them. We talked about the growth of Gage Ledoux from uh, last week, really being kind of thrust into the spotlight. Uh, really has shown out tonight, been the been the workhorse that we expected out of him this week, and he's already uh, kind of made the he's the he's the scores on the board right now. Yeah, he ran by me on that second touchdown and gave me the do sign, let me know that's two. I told him I expect at least two more if he wants uh, to be uh, in the Smoky Mountain X player game of the week this week. Yeah, I, I think he's right in the mix right now, but Manicure Mania uh, may, be, may be battling for it as well. But, uh, but Chris, we'll hit you back uh, as they help come back out of the locker room uh, to talk with Coach Hunt. Thanks, yeah. fellas. Yeah, after looking just to build off of what Hippie's talking about, three components I'm looking at that were fed to us by the Samurai of Statistics, Ken Main, is number one, it's turnovers. In this second half, who's going to win the turnover battle, okay? And then you get to comp component number two, penalties. Maribel, two penalties for 20 yards. It, it was actually more than that because we got half the distance of the goal down here on the face mask. And then Bradley, four penalties for 30 yards. But here's the big one, third down conversions. Maribel, three of five. Bradley 4-7. So who's going to be 
the winner of those three components, I think, determines the outcome in a 13-10 ball game. Well, you know, we talk about it all the time, making your identity, putting your, your reality on tape. I think with in game number 10, both of those regular season are, are realized, you know, you know what I'm saying? And so really it's who's going to break. You know, I think both teams have had some successes and both teams have had some things they'd like to have back. Again, I think those slant passes that Hips mentioned, we want to have those back. That's going to be a point of emphasis for the defensive unit. But I think really uh, just uh, on offense, you just continue to pound uh, the variation. I think that really put uh, Bradley Central on their heels. And then if you're Bradley Central, uh, I think you've got to uh, – you, you've got to put the brake pedal behind you. There's there's nothing that's going to – tentative play is not going to beat the Maryville Red Rebels tonight. And so I expect a, a full dose of Terry, a full dose of those screen plays, and we'll just see uh, see where the dust settles. And where they're becoming successful, folks, on that screen play is they run a 10-yard post. The linebacker in zone coverage holds on to that slot receiver for a certain amount of time before before he relieve, before he is relieved – by the safety, and they're throwing that ball at that moment of relief. Yeah, I think uh, I think the timing. That's a that's a really good point. They've they've got some continuity, and obviously Rogers and and Walker have been uh, been connecting a lot this season. A seven and two record coming into tonight. But Ben, let's uh, let's look around the region again. Uh, kind of the lay of the land uh, as we came into tonight. Uh, really, a pretty clear picture. If Maryville wins the football game, they are the one seed. They are the region champs, and they will host the four seed out of Region One next week at Skeeter Shield Stadium. More than likely. Uh, that was going to be Morristown East. Morristown East taking care of business tonight against William Blunt, 35-7. to That is a second-quarter score. But uh, should Bradley Central pull off the upset, uh, that would drop Maryville to the three seed. And then at that point, you're playing uh, kind of Russian roulette to see where you're going to head. At this point, with uh, Jefferson County on top of Westridge, 35-14, to also a second-quarter score. Uh, looks like that may, uh, or actually, uh, we would be headed to uh, up to Sullivan County, up to Dobbins-Bennett area, uh, or possibly Science Hill. They actually play tonight. We would go up to the uh, the loser of that game stadium. Uh, but here's some scores from around the area. Again, uh, 35-14, to 14, Jefferson County on top of West Ridge, Morristown East on top of William Lunt. 35 to 7. Dobbins Bennett, a second quarter score, up 21 to 17 on Science Hill. That one a little tighter than I was expecting. Again, Dobbins Bennett 8 and 1. Science Hill 5 and 4, but vying for the first place in region play. Uh, Unicoi County on top of Johnson County, 7 to nothing. Alcoa blasting Austin East, 35 to nothing. That is a halftime score. Uh, Sevier County and Cock County all knotted up at 14 apiece. That's 707 to play in the second quarter. Uh, Gibbs and as, or Gibbs and South Doyle, they're playing at Carson Newman, uh, 21 to seven in favor of the Eagles from Gibbs. Uh, Greenback 13 to six over Oakdale. Uh, Greenback, the Cherokees, they're vying for a three seed with a victory uh, tonight. So wish them the best there. Uh, Cleveland on top of Hardin Valley, 14 to seven. Uh, Knox Halls on top of Heritage at the half, 14 to seven. Again, Heritage looking to get to five and five, make some. Uh, Get to uh, get to the postseason possibly, uh, and uh, and really uh, get some things positively moving there for Coach O. Knox Hall on top of Heritage, 14 to seven. Knox West at the half, all over Knox Central, 30 to three. I think that's number one and number two in that region, Wayne West and Central. 
That's a gap if I've ever seen one. Gallimer Pittman 21, Pigeon Forge 7. That's a halftime score matchup. Uh, Anderson County 28 to nothing over Scott County. Uh, then just kind of Oak Ridge 14 to nothing on top of Campbell County. That's a first quarter score. Not an update recently from that. Uh, Carnes and Clinton 14-13 matchup in, in favor of the Carnes Beavers. It's a second quarter score. Uh, Powell and Lenore City locked up at 14 apiece. That's a halftime score. That's arguably the number two team in 5A, and the Panthers of uh, Lenore City uh, giving them all they want. Trying to move right along. A lot of uh, teams not uh, not having checked in here tonight, uh, and really that's going to be kind of the, the score right now. But, uh, Ben, the score right here, the Rebels 13, the homestanding Bradley Central Bears 10. This is a place that, uh, that has been some uh, – there's been some tussles here before with Rebels and Bears, uh, and usually the second half is the difference, and we hope that that's the same uh, token here tonight as the Rebels have usually put on more steam and the Bears have uh, have went back to the den. Yeah, historically this has been the game that determines the region, right? Uh, Maribel historically this season comes out of the locker room and plays at another level, so I look forward to see them come out. Um, after the coaches get their uh, get their time with them and they come out and play at a high level. Yeah, I think halftime's adjustments is, is what this coaching staff is, is good at and known for, and I expect to see nothing less uh, as as here on uh, the Bears Stadium football field, uh, the marching Bradley Central Bears are performing their halftime show. Uh, let's take us a break. Uh, listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll talk more of keys to second half and catch a word with our head football coach, Coach Derek Hunt. You're listening to Rebel Radio and the Painter One Halftime Show right here from Bradley Central High School. Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage in Maryville. And, folks, it's finally fall. That means cooler temperatures, shorter days, high school football, and pumpkin spice mortgages and refis from Volunteer Home Mortgage. Rates are still at historic lows, and buying or refinancing now could lock in the lowest rates in decades. Call me and let's see how we can save you some money. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, 865-238-7500, or text VOLUNTEER to 33655, NMLS 1641325. It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt Award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, PistolCreekEats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're going to be each and every week. But Pistol Creek Eats, Blunt County's own top-shelf barbecue, and you can thank me later. Craving some amazing eats today? REO Cheese Wagon features a gourmet grilled cheese selection made to order. Their menu includes some old favorites and unexpected pairings to keep you coming back for more. Voted Reader's Choice Best Food Truck in Blunt County, I guarantee somewhere between Nacho Mama and Blackberry Smoke, you will find your favorite. Follow REO Cheese Wagon on Facebook so you can mark your calendars on where to find that cheesy goodness each day. Or visit their website at REOCheeseWagon.com. REO Cheese Wagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist. And welcome back to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM and the Painter One Halftime Show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And Ben, uh, again, Bradley Central's band out here doing a really nice job. 
at halftime their halftime performance. Again, we're uh, their backs are to us, but uh, uh, still still a pretty cool show out here. Yeah, great percussion show, and uh, you know some some really good music being put on for the fans here. Shout out to the Marching Red Rebels. They are in attendance. Uh, does not look like they'll be performing tonight, but they have done a really good job keeping the intensity down there. Pet band music in tow. And uh, always excited to, to hear them, see them, and uh, be around when they're performing. Absolutely. They do a terrific job at home with that barbershop show, Wayne. Love it. Love it. The Rebel Faithful enjoy it as well. Uh, student section also made the trip to Bradley County. That's a nice trek uh, for some high school students, especially uh, as, as we're going to get back home pretty late tonight. But looks like it is costume night. I mean, pretty, pretty uh, standard as it's going to be Halloween Monday night. And we've got, uh, I see a, a Woody from Toy Story down there. A lot of pajamas, which I feel like that's a, uh, I mean, with today's kind of path, sometimes that's normal attire. But I like the, I like the, the, the sleeping attire. And then there's some other uh, people that have the really bright neon colors. Uh, a lot of cool little outfits down there. Got a cowboy down there. Yeah, it's a, yeah. The pajamas are a safe play on a cold East Tennessee evening, right? I'm pretty sure there's a group that's uh, attempting to be the village people down there. I didn't really know if it was uh, Joe Exotic with a hard hat or what that was, but I think they're attempting to be the village people. I think you're right. But uh, with under five to play uh, here in the halftime, we're excited uh, to be here at Bradley Central again. At 2022 has had its top, its its kind of topsy turvy approach. Again, the Rebels, I think, would would be the first to tell you this isn't normal uh, for the way the season's played out. But man, it's been one uh, that uh, I've been amazingly blessed to be a part of. Rebel Radio uh, changed their radio home here in 2022, uh, headed to 95.7 Duke FM. The great. Uh, the great group there was uh, kind of took us with open arms. Was excited to have football there uh, at a, in a Blunt County station. First time they had had football in a number of years. And uh, give Michael Brody, give Randy Chambers, uh, give Kevin Duplantis, give all the guys down there and ladies. Uh, as there's been a great uh, group that supported us, uh, but love our new radio home and hope to be there for years to come. Yeah, and we talked earlier today, Wayne, about how great the music is. And I went the fall break to the beach, and we listened to 95.7, the Duke FM on the beach, the whole week. Well, the cool thing about Duke is is it has great coverage in East Tennessee, just your FM dial, 95.7. But if you are traveling and you're like, you know, there's not a really good station where I'm going. Well, then just download the app, take take an Alexa, take one of your, you know, the TuneIn app uh, or what have you, or download the 95.7 Duke FM app and just uh, just play it on your phone. Uh, it's it's worldwide and ultimately uh, great music. If you like the classic country, uh, basically through Garth and Toby Keith, like that's kind of where the line is drawn. Uh, it's a great station to follow. Great comedy at the breaks, and every now and again, get to hear a little Rebel football. It's kind of a twofer there. Yeah, we've had people that text us during the game from Jamaica and uh, from uh, the, the Caribbean, right? Yeah, and, and we get people from the beach all the time because, you know, sometimes uh, you don't make it to every single Rebel football game, and that's what we hope to, to provide for the faithful listeners. But uh, also a great group of sponsors here for 2022. Uh, Twin City Certified in Maryville, they do provide the game of the week each and every week. Uh, Stevenson Tire, Cody Knuckles of Keller Williams Realty, uh, Pistol Creek Eats and REO Cheese Wagon. Hopefully, if we're hosting a home play, off game. Uh, we'll get to partake in one of those two great venues, great food trucks in our area. Uh, Painter One uh, is your halftime show sponsor. Kitchen Tune-Up brings you uh, the, the pregame show, 95.7 Duke FM. 
Dwight Price of Realty Executives, Common Sense Pest Control, El Himidor Mexican Grill, the Huddleston Law Firm, Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage, Smoky Mountain Axe House, and Denso Manufacturing, all our great sponsorship team here for 2022. Uh, 2022 is set. I mean, headed into the playoffs, obviously we could we could handle some more sponsorship, uh, but just kind of be thinking about it. 2023 uh, is going to be another huge year, another great year for Maryville Rebel football, and uh, Rebel Radio will have room for all those businesses that want to be a part. Yes, such great sponsors, and they've had our back all season long. We've had their back. Yeah, so if you're out and about, uh, take care of the sponsors that take care of us and, uh, and use those those great sponsors. But, uh, Ben, let's take us a break. Listen to our fine sponsors. The team is coming back onto the football field. We'll try to get a, a word with the head football coach. Uh, you're listening to the Painter One Halftime Show, Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee? Want a realtor with the honesty and integrity you deserve? Then you need to call Cody Knuckles with Keller Williams Realty in Maryville. Cody is a realtor who invests in our local community and will work for you on your buying or selling project. He's people-focused and faith-driven to get the job done for you and make your real estate dreams a reality. So pick up the phone and call 865-404-3033. That's 865-404-3033. And let Cody Knuckles take your real estate goals from a First down to a touchdown. And welcome back to the Painter One Halftime Show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And we're going to jump it down to the sideline to take uh, take a, just a quick minute to talk to our head football coach. Chris, do you got the head football coach? Hey, fellas, I'm down here with Coach Hunt. Coach Hunt, a nice first half, a very physical first half, a hard fall on both sides of the ball. Um, what kind of adjustments are we looking at coming out of halftime? Well, we got to be better. You know, we had them, what, second 25 right here. Got to be better, you know, on, on obvious pass downs, you know, limiting what they can do. I thought offensively we drove the ball well, you know, uh, besides that first drive. Obviously, the turnover right next to the goal line was, was a killer. But even that drive and the one we scored on, or the two we scored on, other other than that, were really nice. And you know, we, we executed well, did enough in the pass game to keep them honest. We're going to have to do that in the second half. And defensively, we just got to get off the field. They get the ball coming out, so this will be a big possession. Okay. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Chris, as always. And, uh, and uh, strong words. Uh, from our head football coach, but uh, I, I think very clear uh, message. You got to get off the field on third down. You got to score the football. Biggest possession possibly of the game is this one coming out. Bradley gets the football. If you turn them back, go down there and score. The whole momentum shifts to the red and black. Yeah, absolutely. My three keys to the second half. Number one, Derek touched on it a little bit there. You have to be a little bit more balanced on offense. You know, you had 110 yards rushing to 55 yards passing. Jax Kirby made a nice 19-yard catch down here, so they're starting to build on that to open up that run. Number two, find out a solution for the slant. Hippie talked about that, whether you switch from cover cover to man coverage, whatever you do there to stop that slant. And then we talked about the stat, the four of seven on third downs uh, that the Bears have been able to convert. Let's try to reduce that number in the second half and win us this ball game. Well, and Ben, the question is, and you've got you've got defensive back in your background. Uh, what's the play? Do you cover the slant or do you put pressure on the quarterback? What's what's the play there? Well, I think you've tried you've tried the cover, you've tried the the zone coverage, and uh, you've tried a little bit of man coverage. 
you've got to contain on the outside, and I think you I think you drop a safety and then you run the run the cover two on the outside. Just kind of scheme somebody to kind of cover as he as he looks that way. Watch the quarterback's eyes. I like it, but uh, they're gonna they're gonna quickly try to get Clemmer warmed up uh, here in the second half as they're throwing around here. Uh, but really, I, I think the uh, the tone is going to be set uh, defensively for the Red Rebels as they uh, they have to go against uh, what has been a, a kind of a hot and cold uh, Bradley Central offense. But when they found heat, it's been with J- Allen Terry or with Rogers. Yeah, and he's not doing anything fancy. He's just running in between the hash marks. Again, I think it's just an adjustment that you know I have the utmost confidence in this co- coaching staff is going to make that adjustment at half, and they're going to be ready to go here in the second half. I think you're exactly right. But as we're under a minute uh, in this half, let's take a break, listen to one quick sponsor. When we come back, second half action. This has been the Painter One Halftime Show, Rebel Radio, 95.7, Duke FM. Denso Manufacturing in Maryville hopes you're cheering on your team. Denso loves to cheer on their team. And now Denso is adding even more team members. Immediate production and warehouse openings on second and third shifts. Pay starts at $18 an hour depending on shift. And a high school diploma is no longer required. That's right. A high school diploma is no longer required. So join the team today. Denso has off-shift maintenance openings with experience-based hourly pay, as well as professional and leadership openings, competitive pay, paid holidays and vacation, 401k, health insurance, on-site Denso-only doctor, pharmacy, and workout facility. Learn more at denzocareers.com slash Get in the game, join the Denso team, and start crafting your future today. Hey, going down till the sun comes up. Welcome back to Rebel Radio and the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz, and the clock is set to 12 minutes, so it's going to be third quarter action coming up here on uh, Rebel Radio. I'm fired up, Wayne. I'm fired up. I think we all are, and we're excited to see what the second 24 minutes of football looks like. Next 24 minutes is going to decide the Region 2 6A champion. Uh, Again, uh, looking at it, uh, Maryville will kick away to Bradley Central. Looks like deep for Bradley Central will be Rogers, uh, Allen Terry, and number eight, Marcus Goray. Corbin Price will kick this one away. If you're just joining us, 13 to 10 is the score. Two touchdowns by Gage Ledoux. And then uh, Bradley Central, a field goal early, and then a touchdown late by, uh, I think, Tito Williams uh, to kind of draw this one close. But, uh, again, it's been a game of second halves for the Rebels for a long time. Let's see if they can draw it up one more time to get that region championship. Corbin Price will kick away, stands at his own 31, and he'll approach. He'll kick it away, and it's second half here. Uh, from Bradley Central. Rodgers will return it from the four. He's going to get across the 10-yard 15. He's going to be popped and dropped at the uh, 18-yard line. I don't think he expected that contact. That tackle was made by Zach Gowen. Comes down and just lays some wood. I think he was expecting the gunner to kind of pull up before he made contact, and the ping-pong ball was Rodgers off of Gowen. The wedge buster had no wedge to hit. He just hit the returner. Well, he just might as well run through him. Uh, but uh, quickly the defense gets out there. And, again, an offense that was winded at the end of the first half. See if they can uh, do anything with it. Maybe Walker takes the shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to Terry. Terry is going to try to get ahead forward. And it's going to get maybe a yard. 
Maybe a yard and a half. Bounces back and forth like a pinball off Maddox Stott and eventually taken down by number 21, Caleb Graham. Well, the thing is, is I think I think the defense, even though getting uh, getting blocked, getting handsy and kind of pushed Jalen Terry back inside. It's going to be second down and eight as they go left or right here at Bradley Central. It's going to be Walker looking to throw. He's going to look to flip it out to number seven. It's going to be deflected, incomplete, intended receiver Finn Mertens. Yeah, number 21, Caleb Graham gets that big paw up in the air and swats the ball to the turf. Third and eight upcoming. This has been a, a point of emphasis, talking about those, those long pass plays. A huge opportunity to get off the field for the Rebel defense. Walker breaks a small huddle. Jalen Terry will be to his left. Have two receivers to the left, two to the right. He'll take the snap, looks left. Going to have to move left. He's going to be sacked. He's going to be sacked in the backfield. He stepped up in the pocket, and who was there to rip him down? Maniker Mania, Jason Maniker. Tried to step up in the pocket. Guess who was waiting on him? Maniker. Caleb Graham was there to clean it up a little bit. Again, on, on, on obvious passing downs, make it happen. They did that. Two-yard loss. It'll bring up fourth and ten. Hunt formation on for Bradley Central. He's going to get it clean, try to kick it away. He will. It's going to be a wobbler that's going to be fielded at the uh, at the at the Bradley Central 45-yard line. So not a long punt, and it'll set up Maribel in great field position here to open the second half. Way to keep your concentration. Eli Cobble got blocked back towards Jax Kirby. He keeps his concentration, returns the punt. Makes the catch. 10:46 here in the third quarter remain on 13 to 10 in favor of the Rebels, and probably, like I said, the biggest stop of the night as they turn back Bradley Central on their opening possession. Clemmer looks to the sideline. He'll stand at midfield. He'll actually stand on the Bradley B uh, here in midfield. Now he'll check the play at the line of scrimmage. He'll have two receivers to the right, none to the left. I have Gage Ledoux to his right hip pocket, fakes it to Gage, delivers out in the flat, Cannon Johnson. Cannon gets north and south. He's going to flip over a defender and come to rest at the Bradley 36-yard line. It's going to be a nice pickup. Be second short. Had a little decoy to the left side with Jonah Arms sitting there at the flank position. D.J. Gillins makes some nice blocking out there. Ball gets to Cannon Johnson. Nice route, nice catch. Yeah, good job by Cannon Johnson getting in that receiving category. Clemmer's going to look to the sideline. He'll get Gage to his left hip pocket. Looks like he may flip him. No, he'll keep him to the left, two receivers to the left. He's going to take the snap. He's going to give the handoff Gage. Gage gets skinny, gets through the line of scrimmage, gets the first down, and they're going to call him down at the 31-yard line. Pickup pick up of about five on the play, needed two, and it's going to be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, they brought the linebacker blitz there, but uh, it didn't work. Number two, Knox Watson makes the tackle. I love the way Gage didn't dance in the hole. He just got skinny, kind of got sideways, and then pushed for the first down and more. Clemmer quickly uh, gets the play into the huddle, quickly breaks it. I'm going to have three receivers to the left, Gage to his left. Left hip pocket. He's going to move Jonah Arms in motion left to right, stack him up at right guard. He's going to fake the handoff. No, give the handoff to Gage Ledoux. He gets free. He gets across the 15, 10, 5, and he is going to be cut. He is going to come to rest. They're going to say down at the seven-yard line. But the moose was loose, Ben, and Gage Ledoux off and running. Yeah, if that doesn't fire you up, I don't know what does. He gets out to that right hash mark, just starts bolting up the field, shreds a tackle by Marcus Gorey before eventually taking down. As uh, the great Pat Mason would say, if that don't fire you up, your wood's wet. Woo. 
First down, goal to go. Ball on the eight-yard line. They're gonna, it's going to be a long seven, but it'll be uh, it'll be the first and goal here. Clemmer's going to break the huddle. He's going to go under center, have straightaway Gage Ledoux, one receiver to the left, one to the right. He's going to take that snap. He's going to fake the handoff to Gage Ledoux, roll the pocket, flip the ball, and it is going to go in and out of the hands of the intended receiver. That was the dinner bell, Jonah Arms. Yeah, they muddy the box there. No safety held. Jonah Arms gets open there near the right pylon, but the ball was thrown behind the receiver. Yeah, again, great play call. Everyone bit on Gage Ledoux up the middle, and uh, it's just it was just delivery, and it was just behind Jonah just a hair. Clemmer's going to step out to the hash mark, gets the play. They're going to check D.J. Gillens out. They're going to check in Price Davis. They're quickly trying to get the play in. Looks like they're going to have to call a timeout. Maribel takes a timeout to think about this one. Second down, goal to go. And uh, it's it's a lot to think about, Ben. Uh, like the play calls getting here, and honestly, the play call in the end zone. Uh, should that ball have been maybe a yard and a half farther in front of him, that's a touchdown. We're kicking an extra point. You're right. Now, with second down and eight, you're not looking at a touchdown pass here. You're looking to split that yardage to get to a third and manageable touchdown, maybe a third and one or a third and two. So right here, you're looking for maybe a five-yard play that may turn into a bigger play. Uh, so let's see what the coaches go with here. So, so again, Jonah, a young player, uh, doesn't have a ton of receiving catches. Do you switch the formation, put somebody else in that? Because it was wide open. Run the same play. Yeah, I mean, it was a great play to, to, to deceive the defense because they thought for sure from the first half that they would go with Gage, that they would they would stack it heavy on one side of the ball and go with Gage. And you know what? That decoy worked, and Jonah Arms was there. The timeout has been had. They're kicking it back to the field. Both teams headed out. It is going to be second down, goal to go, ball on the uh, Bradley Central eight-yard line as the Rebels work right to left here at Bradley. Gonna quickly have a small huddle. Now they're going to kick two receivers to the left, one to the right. They'll have uh, Gage Ledoux in a wildcat formation. He's going to take the snap, fakes a handoff. Now he's going to make the first guy miss, try to get wide. He's going to stiff arm at the five, and he is going to be pushed out of bounds at the four-yard line. And it's going to be short of the first down. But like you said, Ben, he, he wanted to cut the yardage in half. He did exactly that. It's going to be third and goal from the four. Yeah, Clemmer made a nice move initially to cut upfield and then cut back towards the sideline before eventually taken down by number two, Knox Watson. I think you give uh, you give Price Davis and, uh, and, and Jonah Arms some credit. There was some guys gunning from the corner to try to break up that Rhino package, and they kept them at bay to allow Gage to get wide. Now Clemmer back in at quarterback. He's going to have Gage to his left. He's going to take the snap. He's going to fake the handoff to Gage Ledoux. Clemmer's going to look to go himself. He's going to push the pile, and is he going to push into the end zone? They're going to say he's going to be stoved up right at the goal line, yard to gain. You'd love to see that one in a replay. They're going to say he's short of the the goal line, fourth and goal from the six-inch line. Pure determination there, pushing his way towards the touch, towards the end zone before eventually taking down by number 32, Jacob Gentry. I think with the physicality that's being played here tonight, there's only one option, and that's go for this. Fourth and goal, the length of the football to go. It's from about the half-yard line, and uh, I think they're uh, they're, they're going to go. Clemmer into a small huddle. He's going to break it. He's going to stay in shotgun with Gage Ledoux. And looks like Bradley Central. Let's see. 
Bradley Central takes the timeout. Bradley Central takes the timeout quickly. Let's take one with them. You're listening to Rebel Radio at the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week, 95.7 Duke FM. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a Blunt County tradition for 20 years. El Jimador Mexican Grill is fast, filling, and fantastic Mexican food at a fair price. Come to El Jimador Mexican Grill for daily lunch specials Monday through Saturday from 11 till 4. Dine in for a great dinner with family and friends or call ahead for takeout anytime. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday until 1030. Your fiesta awaits at El Jimador Mexican Grill, 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. Call 8 6561-6040. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. And welcome back to Bradley Central High School, where your Red Rebels are on the goal line looking to go in and extend their lead. 13 to 10 is the current score. And again, uh, Rebels send the uh, offense back out on the field. Time to extend. You're a Mississippi moose hair short of a touchdown right here, Wayne. Well, the, the front nose of the football is on the goal line. Clemmer in shotgun formation. They'll have Gage Ledoux to his left hip pocket. And looks like there's going to be a flag. We're going to see if it's a substitution penalty. see if that is a substitution against Bradley that could be an automatic first down they still haven't called it but yeah I'm uh, I'm, I'm not the mathematician of a Ken Maine but it looks like a Bradley's got 12 guys out there and they uh, they admit defeat and they do send one player off so now they'll be at the 11 I don't so they're not giving a first down. They're going to say half the distance. So now literally the football is touching uh, the goal line. And now Clemmer's going to go under center. We're going to see if he pushes the pile. He does. And Clemmer will go into the end zone. And they've not called it a touchdown yet. I don't know what they need. There it is. Touchdown, Red Rebels. Matthew Clemmer pushes the pile. It took a while, but the faithful get what they deserve. Well, here's the deal. Half the distance to the goal. It was the distance between the white stripe on the end of the football and the end of the football, but it was enough. Matthew Clemmer goes under Cal Grubbs. He pushes the pile. Touchdown, Red Rebels, and the Denzo scoreboard just changed. It now reads the Rebels 19, the homestanding Bradley Bears uh, 10. Corbin Price uh, to attempt an extra point. The PAT is going to be held, kicked, and good, Ben. The new score reads, your Rebels 20, the homestanding Bradley Bears 10. You're listening to Rebel Radio and the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Located in Maryville, Tennessee, Huddleston Law Firm was founded in 2005 by Rob Huddleston with a mission to provide top-notch legal services to the residents of Blunt and Knox counties, as well as many surrounding counties. Huddleston Law Firm is ready to fight for you in criminal or juvenile court, simple wills and divorces, child custody and adoption matters, and domestic law services. Call Huddleston Law Firm at 865-983-5500 or go online to the Huddleston Law Firm.com. Huddleston Law Firm understands you have many options in East Tennessee for representation. They realize that fact and always appreciate your business. Run like a rebel, run like a rebel. 
welcome back to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM and the Twin City Certified in Maryville. Game of the week. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And uh, if you're just joining us, Matthew Clemmer pounds it in for a touchdown to extend the Rebels' lead 20 to 10. Corbin Price will kick this one away, and it'll have more leg in it. And it'll go into the Bears' end zone. Touchback. And Bradley will bring it out to the 20. Yeah, that last drive, seven plays for 45 yards, two minutes, 57 seconds, time of possession. And we talked about it at the halftime, Wayne. They were three of seven on third downs. Guess what? We converted on fourth down, got off the field on third down. They're four of eight now on third down. Yeah, 7.49 to play here in the third quarter play. And, again, stopping them to open the half and then putting points on the board. Uh, Pressure squarely on Bradley Central here at home. Coach Hunt talked about how that drive was huge for this football game. Well, Bradley had not been out uh, onto the field yet, and there's a sideline warning uh, being assessed. So uh, not sure. I didn't see who they pointed toward, but it, it nonetheless won't move the football. It's going to be Walker takes the shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to Terry. Terry gets left, gets wide. He's going to try to continue to get wide, gets to the boundary, and he's going to get upfield and get ushered out at the 26-yard line. Uh, that's going to be a nice pickup of six there on first down and bring up second four. Yeah, number 77, Eugene Peterson, put a good block on Isaiah French to allow him to get to the sideline before he's eventually escorted out uh, by number eight, Cannon Johnson. Well, and again, the patience of Terry is what got most of that yardage. As it looks like Walker's going to quickly shoot it out there to Tito Williams, number three. And it is going to get the first down. He needed uh, four. He got five. And that's going to be a first down Bradley Central. Quick comeback route with some cushion. Cannon Johnson makes the tackle. Yeah, they've made some adjustments coming out of half as well. Looks like Walker takes the shotgun snap. He's going to give it to Terry. Terry tries to go off left guard, and he's just going to push the pile ahead forward for maybe a yard. It's going to bring up second nine. Everybody in on that tackle except for Jones and Elder. They're going to keep a very similar formation, seems like, trying to run a little tempo. They're going to have two receivers to the right, one to the left. I'm going to quickly push their tight end out uh, to the left. So two and two, and Walker will have Terry to his left hip pocket. Like Walker, we're gonna see. Looks like they're gonna call offsides against the Red Rebels. It's like maybe neutral zone uh, infraction there on Frankie Diaz, and they'll step that one off. It's gonna be second four after the uh, after the penalty. Frankie comes off the field. Maddox Stott enters the game. Now they're gonna have three receivers to the to the right. None, or one to the left. Walker's going to take it, roll the pocket a little bit to the left. Now a little dump pass, and it is going to bounce off the turf, unhurt, incomplete. He felt Jason Maneker coming back there. He had to get rid of it. Third and four. Well, history's shown what happens when he doesn't. Third down, four to go. Again, a big moment again. As in their own territory, Bradley's faced with a third and four. 7-0-1 to play here in the third. Rebels lead 20 to 10. Gonna be Walker with Terry to his left. A shift by the Rebel defense, I think, is gonna it's gonna back up Bradley Central. Let's see what they call false start against the Bears. So it will back them up. It will bring up third and nine. Yeah, that call was quickly made by the head official. 
I think the shift by the Rebel defense is what kind of incurred that. Uh, really forced Bradley to have to be quick there because they got in the gaps. And like Hippie said, you got to respect the slant here, Wayne. Protect for the slant. They kick out two receivers to the right, two to the left. Going to have Terry to, uh, to Walker's left hip pocket. Bradley's going to take the snap. He's wanting to throw it. Now Manneker's going to try to chase him down. He's going to uncork it. Downfield is going to be a Bradley receiver. Incomplete at the moment. The flag's coming out. This is going to be pass interference on number eight, Cannon Johnson. And the intended receiver, number three, Tito Williams. Again, he, he made a good play on the football. I don't know that I agree with that call. I think Cannon, Cannon had to do what he had to do. Tito jumped into it. Here's the thing. They've got a job to do, but I don't have to like it. They're stepping it off from the original. Uh, it's going to be a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. And Bradley breathes new life as they'll uh, their next snap will come uh, from their own 47-yard line. Yeah, Cannon was running up the sidelines. Tito goes jumping straight up in the air, both arms extended. Cannon does what any cornerback would do. You just light him up in that situation. Well, at this point, it was 15 yards or six points. I, I think he made a good decision. Going to be Walker taking the shotgun snap for Bradley. He's going to take a three-step drop. Now he's going to try to uncork it. He's got seven long, and it is going to be caught and deep into Rebel territory down to the six-yard line is number seven, Finn Mertens, and a great pass by Walker, and uh, Merton just ran under it. Yeah, man, coverage out there in the slot, and he cuts back on a post route before eventually taken down by Ty Elder. Yeah, and, and really uh, uh, just a, a lot of good things done defensively. Just Merton slipped behind the defense. Walker's fresh set of downs, first and goal from the six. And he's going to hand it to Terry. Terry's going to try to pick his way forward. Nothing doing. He's going to pick up a yard down to the Rebel five-yard line. Manneker makes a nice move on the edge there around uh, number two, knocks west and gets in and makes the tackle in the backfield. 6-12 to play here in the third quarter. Rebels lead 20-10. But Bradley taking some big swings, and they're down deep in Rebel territory. Walker, quarterback for Bradley Central, stays in shotgun. Terry to his left hip pocket. One receiver to the right, two to the left. And they're going to stop play. False start against Bradley Central. This offensive line is getting tired, and now they're starting to make mistakes. Yeah, a lot of movement in the backfield that caused that false start. False start on the offense. Five-yard penalty. So that's going to bring up second. Second and goal, and it's going to be a long 10. It's uh, They're saying it's on the 10, but it's uh, it's pretty much nose on the 11. Yeah, Alex Walker's talking to his offensive line about that play. The movement that occurred in the backfield caused the snap and the false start to be called. Well, I think uh, I think Maribel's using that late shift to uh, at least make them, make them pick their poison. Two receivers to the left, two to the right, Walker in the backfield. He's going to take a little one-step drop, looks to throw it, and it's going to go long, intended for Jarius Rogers, number 11, and uh, and looks like on defense was uh, Hutton Jones. Yeah, corner route, uh, and uh, I'll take that back. Looks like Ty or Ty Elder uh, was the uh, was the defender. Yeah, the elder statesman on the coverage. Uh, he did a good job of not getting a PI call, not getting a defensive holding call, and just uh, let the ball sail out wide. 
Looks like Walker's going to quickly get back. Third and goal from the 10-yard line. A little three, five-step drop. He's going to get rocked, and it is going to go long incomplete. No call on the on the knockdown of the quarterback, and it'll be fourth and goal. Parlez-vous français. Isaiah French goes back there and makes him pay. Well, he paid in, in multiple languages, if you ask Ben. But uh, but uh, fourth and goal upcoming, fourth and ten from the uh, from the ten yard line, and they'll set up uh, to kick uh, kick for points here uh, midway through the third quarter. Haney is going to be the kicker here for Bradley Central. Grant Haney, six foot, hundred eighty pound senior, and has been a really good kicker here tonight and maybe all season for Bradley Central. Holding is going to be Taylor Dugan, and that late shift, it's going to make it five yards longer for Haney as they jump again. I'll take it. That may be the fifth or sixth false start generated just by that late shift. And it looks like as, uh, as later in the game gets, the student section gets a little bit more mobile. Now there's two pods of Maryville High School student section. As they're looking to uh, to help this uh, this uh, kick along, it's going to be Haney uh, to kick this one. He will be uh, on the right hash, and he is going to kick this one away. It's from the 22, and it is going to be up and good. Haney uh, unfazed by the extension, and uh, the 20, the 20, 32 yard uh, field goal is good. That's a that's a nice kicker at the high school level. Yeah, didn't get much air under it, but uh, he definitely drilled it. From the right hash mark. Yeah, no wind here at Bradley Central, so nothing to help him, but also nothing to hurt him. But uh, as that happened, the Denzel scoreboard has changed. Now the Rebels lead. Bradley Central 20-13 to here in the third quarter. 5-18 to play. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. We're going to stay right here as uh, looks like Bradley Central quickly out to kick this one back to the Rebels. So we, uh, we'll, we'll save a commercial break right there. Just pocket that one for later, huh? It's on the docket. It's in queue. It's going to be deep for the Red Rebels. Gage Ledoux, DJ Gillins, and Price Davis. They'll all stand about the Rebel eight-yard line. Looks like Haney will quickly step this one off. He'll kick it away from his own 40-yard line, going left to right here at Bradley. Uh, Been a nice venue, great night, not too cold here, no wind, and just a, a great fall night of football. Let's get an El Hemador touchdown right here, Wayne. I like it. Haney's going to approach. He'll kick this one away. It looks like it's going to go by way of D.J. Gillins. Gillins will take it at the 12. He'll get across the 20, 25, across the 30, up to the 33-yard line. They're going to give him the 34, and that's where the Rebels will set up shop first and 10. He about broke that gap for a big run. Tackle eventually made by Braxton Arthur, number 19, the junior. They're going to give him the full length of D.J. Gillins. They're going to give him the 35-yard line. So they'll exercise right to left. Uh, here at Bradley Central, Clemmer brings out the troops. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. And they'll have uh, Gage Ledoux to his right hip pocket. He's going to put Zeke McCoy in motion, hands it to Gage Ledoux. He's going to go straight ahead forward. Gage Ledoux, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, one man to beat, 10, 5, touchdown, Gage Ledoux, touchdown, Red Rebels. That is a huge statement right there, Ben Metz, as he scampers for 65 long yards, and a Bradley Bear didn't touch him. Where's Mr. Burns when you need him? Fire up this band. Let's go. Yeah, fire up the band. 
uh, as the Red Rebels have changed the Denso scoreboard yet again. It now reads the Rebels 26, the Bradley Bears 13, and Bradley, uh, it's it's a it's a Texas two-step as Bradley takes a step forward and Maryville turns it up forward. Corbin Price will attempt the PAT. Dunford to hold. The hold is down. The kick is up. And Corbin is true as it is going to change the Denzo scoreboard yet again. The Rebels 27. The homestanding Bradley Bears 13. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 to FM. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran-owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call, 865-268-5872, or check them out online. Smaxes.com. That's S M A X E S.com. Family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your axe on. Well, I got a chance here. Let me clear my door. And welcome back to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Lane Kaiser alongside Ben Metz and uh, Gage Ledoux. Uh, his third touchdown of the night, and uh, he puts the Rebels up by 14 here at Bradley Central. Over 200 yards rushing. Corbin Price will kick this one away. It will be returnable. Uh, looks like Rodgers is going to take it from the one. He's going to get to the 15, try to get sideways, and he is going to be pushed all the way back to the five-yard line. They'll give him forward progress to the 15. Nice coverage there by the Red Rebels. Oh, Jax Kirby making a nice tackle there. First and ten Bears. If you're if you're Bradley Central, again, you get down here, you have to settle for the field goal, and then you're like, okay, one score game. And then first play on the next drive for Maryville, they scamper it to the end zone. How does that how does that affect you psychologically? Yeah, I mean it 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 bears with you. No pun intended. I think it was intended. Anyway. Anyway, you can't take him anywhere, guys. Uh, but Walker's going to bring uh, Bradley Central out on offense. He's going to take a little three-step drop, deliver on the flat to Terry. He's going to get across the 15, up near the 20, and that's where he's going to get out of bounds. So a pickup of five there for Terry. And really, as uh, as elusive as he's been, uh, that's, that's probably a nice play there. Yeah, and the defense has made that adjustment. That ball was thrown out in the perimeter, and guess who was sitting there waiting for it? In the containment assignment, that was number 11, Isaiah French. Bradley on offense going left to right here. They're going to have three receivers to the right, one to the left. It's going to be it's going to be Walker in the backfield. They're going to fake the handoff to Terry. Now they're going to flip it down the flat to Rogers. Rogers is going to get it at the 25, push it ahead to the 31, they say. That's going to be enough for a Bradley Bear first down. Yeah, in a zone coverage there, number 18 was ready for him. Drew Wallace on the tackle. Jarius Rogers with the Yeah, Jarius Rogers, nice pick up there for Bradley, first down. And now they uh, they have a little breathing room as they've gotten off their own goal line. The good thing is, Ben, if you look at that uh, Bradley offensive line, they look very tired, and our defensive line looks to continue to push. Going to be Walker with the snap, and we're going to see. Looks like a dead ball penalty. That may be another false start against Bradley Central. A flag thrown by the umpire here. Let's see what see what the call is. 
They begin to start marking it off, but I think the White Hat said, uh, let me call it first. False start start against Bradley. That's the seventh or eighth uh, penalty against Bradley just for false starts. I think there's two components. You talked about one of those is we're in the second half of football, and and this offensive line for Bradley Central is getting wore down. The second component is the shift. So the defensive line is making some, some shifts before the snap occurs, and that's causing a tired offensive line to jump and make that false start. 3.43 to play here in the third. It's going to be Walker in the shotgun formation, a little two-step drop. Here's another flag, Ben. Blows the play dead. That's usually indicative of an offensive uh, penalty. Dead ball, false start. Bradley Central, two in a row. So that's going to bring up first and 20. As now they will uh, they will exercise from their own 21-yard line. Yeah, you don't see a false start often happen from the wide receiver, but I think number seven, Finn Mertens, jumped before the ball was snapped. Wonder where that play was going. He probably thought he had to get downfield. Uh, it's going to be Walker, and, and again, here is prime position. They've been here before tonight and been able to pick up big yardage, so expect a, a long throw here. As Walker's going to pump it, he's going to try to get it away. He does. He gets it to the intended receiver. He's going to get up to about the 27, 28-yard line. It's going to go to number three, Tito Williams, and that's going to be a pickup of about six. It's going to be second and 14. Cannon Johnson was breathing down his neck that whole play. Nice tackle on the sideline there. They're checking in and out, people. Looks like Caius Watts will check in. Maddox Stott will check out. Walker quickly brings the guys to the line of scrimmage. I do think they're trying to manage some clock here, not wanting to give the football back to the Red Rebels. It's going to be Walker play action. He's going to deliver it out in the flat, in and out of the hands of the intended receiver, Rodgers, just behind him and uh, incomplete uh, third down. Yeah, it was the slant play, and they threw it again at the right time. It's just the exception this time was Isaiah French stood with his assignment going back towards the safety. He did not relieve the coverage. He stayed on him. Incomplete pass. Good job by Isaiah French. Yeah, I think Walker's a good quarterback, so forcing him to be perfect, getting upfield, and then just staying with your uh, with your receiver, it, it puts some stress on a quarterback that looks to be tired. Walker's going to take it. He's going to three-step drop here. He's going to get hit as he throws. He's going to get it to Tito Williams, but I don't think he got the first down. It's going to be complete. They're going to give him the 40-yard line. They gave him a really good spot there, Wayne. Looked like Cannon Johnson got him somewhere around near the 39, but he's he's close to the 40. Fourth and one, and Bradley sends the punter out. It's going to be Skylar Perkle. Uh, fourth and one, ball on their own 40-yard line. It's third quarter, Ben. I think they're just not wanting to uh, to take that chance. It looks like Maryville's going to have to burn a timeout. I think they were expecting Bradley to go for it. So uh, let's jump down to the sideline. I uh, want to jump down as they take a timeout. We'll stay right here, but uh, jump down to our sideline reporter, Mr. Chris Hibbs. Uh, Chris Hibbs, uh, ebbs and flows have been the name of this game. Uh, really, uh, this football team has responded here in the second half. Yes, sir, and that's all up front. I mean, on both sides of the ball, the defensive line, the offensive line, they've been controlling the line of scrimmage. That big hole gauge hat right there. And as soon as he hit it, I saw half the team running down the sideline. So, question. Uh, you were right there on the goal line. When Did Clemmer get in uh, before we had to do it again? 
Oh, yeah, he was in easily. Uh, he muscled it in, got pushed back a little bit, and then just kept driving on top of the player. There's only a handful of times I'd like replay in high school. That was one of them. Thanks, buddy. We'll, we'll be back in shortly. Thanks. Tippy's showing his hand. Gage Ledoux, Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game, I think, Wayne. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's hard not to. I think it's hard not to. It looks like Walker's going to take the snap. He's going to hand it to Terry. Terry is going to run for the first down. But it looks like there's going to be a reason why that hole was open. Coming out of the timeout, they had some time to think about it. They chose to go for it, picked up the first down. But there's going to be a flag on the play, possibly going to come back. It is. It's going to be holding against Bradley Central, and that's going to put them in fourth. It's going to be fourth and 11. Yeah, it's still a two-possession ball game, so, yeah, here comes the kicking unit. Yeah, I think uh, fourth and one with Terry, uh, I don't know that it, I don't care what the score was, I'd try it with him. He's a, he's a pretty elusive guy, pretty powerful back. Uh, but fourth and 11, uh, it's a little more difficult here against this defense. Hungry, opportunistic, all words I would use uh, for this bunch here tonight. 27 to 13 is your score, 207 to play here in the third quarter. Three punts for an average of 19 yards. It's going to be Perkle to punt this one away. It's going to be Jax Kirby deep, and he is going to try to get away from it, and it is going to bounce straight to him. And Kirby is going to take it at his own 33-yard line. That's where the Rebels will take over. Yeah, it just bounced right up to him, and Mason Gorey, number five, just looks Jax Kirby dead in the eye and says, do something. Well, see, Jackson already kind of called fair catch, but I don't think he actually thought he was going to catch it. I think he was going to get out of the way, and it literally one hop hard to Jacks Kirby. So uh, good hands. Had a little bit of a staring competition, didn't they? Minute 55 to play here in the third. Again, 27-13 Rebels. Clemmers is going to move his, uh, his flank guy in, into motion, two receivers to the left. It's going to be handoff to Gage Ledoux. Gage stutter steps. He's going to get free again. 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. And he is going to be pushed out of bounds or pushed down. And he's going to get all the way down to the Bradley five-yard line. Somebody's found something, Ben. He just makes a little hesitation step in the backfield before he does that counter towards the Bradley Central sideline, runs all the way down before eventually getting taken taken down by Finn Mertens. Nice run, Gage. Ben, the way he's running tonight, I don't know if that's a stutter step or he did a burnout. He's a drag car tonight. He's getting upfield quick. So Gage is probably going to touch it here again. First and goal from the Bradley five-yard line. And looks like Clemmer's looking to the sideline. And Coach Hunt is frustrated. Let's take a timeout with him. Timeout, Red Rebels. You're listening to 95.7 Duke FM and the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. We'll be right back. Stevenson Tire, three generations serving Blunt and surrounding counties for over 60 years. The friendly staff at Stevenson Tire is ready to assist you and get you back on the road quickly with the most trusted tire brands in the industry. Competitive prices, tire repairs too. Expect real hometown service at Stevenson Tire. The name to trust in East Tennessee is Stevenson Tire. 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville. Online at stevensontire.net or call 865-983-1621. Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. Saturday, 7.30 till noon. Close Sunday. Stevenson Tire. And welcome back to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. Uh, again, had to force a timeout there. Not on the same page. 
but uh, you'd rather do that on a first and goal to get things right. Again, this is an opportunity. I know it's still third quarter play, Ben, but a touchdown here really makes it difficult on the Bears. It's going to be Clemmer's going to bring out the troops. He'll have Gaisler due to his left hip pocket, two receivers to the left, none to the right. He's going to give the handoff, Gage Ledoux. He's going to try to fight his way inside the five. He'll get the four. He's going to push the pile, and they're going to say he gets to the four-yard line. Gain of one. Yeah, makes a cut back towards the middle of the field, knocks Watson, wraps him up. Thought his progress had stopped. Takes a minute to blow the whistle, and eventually he's taken down by Knox. They're going to do a little bit of inside out. They're going to check uh, check in 96 uh, for the Red Rebels. And they're going to check out, looks like Jaden McCord. Jonah Arms is in there. Uh, Clemmer will get into a, a small huddle, quickly break it. And he'll stay in shotgun formation, Gage Ledoux to his left. Wait for the snap, he takes it. Now he's just going to hand it to Gage Ledoux straight ahead forward. Gage piles it in. Is he in, Ben? I think so. Waiting for the signal. And they're going to say he's a half a yard short. They're going to say length of the football to go. He'll say number eight, Marcus Gorey, stopped him short of the touchdown. Hips is down there again. I think I know what he'd say. Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, absolutely touchdown. Under 30 seconds to play here in the third quarter. Third and goal from the the length of the football line. Clemmer's going to go under center. Looks to push to pile. He's going to push it straight in. Left side of Cal Grubbs into the end zone. Touchdown, Rebels. That's two touchdowns for Matthew Clemmer. Uh, three for Gage Ledoux. It's, uh, it's a uh, it's pretty nice night. So a couple of things. We talked about the third down conversions. Right now, the Bears are 4 of 10. So we're, we're 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 stopping them. We're stopping them on third down. They haven't they haven't converted a third down here in the second half. A huge number there, Ben. Yeah. It's going to be Corbin Price to attempt the PAT as the Denzo scoreboard has changed. Corbin tries to change it again. Dunford to hold. Price to attempt. It is going to be up and true. And Corbin Price now makes the score. Your Red Rebels. 34, the the homestanding Bradley Bears, 13. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Yep, it's that time once again. It's football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a like-new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley at Twin City Certified in Miraville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owns to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. Twin City Certified in Miraville. It's the Quality you deserve. And welcome back to Rebel Radio and the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week as Matthew Clemmer scores his second touchdown and makes the Denzo scoreboard read 34 for your Rebels, 13 for the homestanding Bradley Bears. Again, 13.7 seconds remain in the third and a 12-minute fourth quarter until the Rebels hopefully claim. 22nd consecutive region championship. Well, we talked in the kitchen tune-up pregame show about Gage Ledoux having a coming-out party. He's having a coming-out party. Corbin Price going to kick this one away. It will be returnable from the four-yard line. It's going to be Rogers straight away. He's going to run into his to his blocker, 
and he is going to be down at the 26-yard line where Bradley Central bring it out first and 10. Shell-shocked again with a bigger hole to dig out of. Number 20, Jaden McCord makes the tackle. Then this has been a quick-moving uh, football game as it is just now 9 p.m., and we're uh, we're about to head to the fourth. 8.7 seconds, so probably one play here uh, to finish off this third quarter. But, man, uh, excitement, ebbs and flows, it's had it all. Yeah, and from the defensive side of the ball, continue doing what you started doing at the beginning of the second half. It's working. It's going to be Walker and shotgun. He's going to take the snap quickly, flip it out in front, and hit the big paw of Caleb Graham knocks it back to the end zone. He's done it once, and he's done it twice. There you go. Caleb Graham gets a paw up and swats it down. For a half second, just uh, I didn't know if the paw knocked it out of his hands before he released it. I was like, is that a live ball? But they quickly blew it dead. Uh, but I was wrong. Uh, it looks like there will be two plays here in the third quarter. Bradley with 4.6 seconds to play here in the third. Walker for Bradley Central takes the shotgun snap. He's going to fake the throw, and now he's going to hand it off to Terry. Terry's going to try to get wide. He does, and he is going to be shoelace tackle. Great tackle by the Frenchman. Yeah, Isaiah French stayed home there. He made a nice cut towards the Bradley Central sideline. French broke down and grabbed his shoes and drug him to the turf. And the clock has hit zeros here on the third quarter. We head to the fourth. 12 minutes to decide a region championship. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Got a paint project, but your life is crazy busy? Let Keith Lane of Painter One Knoxville do it for you. Painter One is your first choice for all your painting needs. Paint really does have a powerful impact on mood, perception, and emotion. A warm, vibrant interior or reinvigorating outside walls? Trust Painter One. Exceptional customer service and communication. Two-year warranty and more. Renew your space. Renew your life with Painter One Knoxville. Online at PainterOne.com. Painter One is a proud sponsor of Maribel high school football and welcome back to rebel radio and the twin city certified in marable game of the week i'm wayne kaiser alongside ben metz and uh you know it's really 12 minutes uh, to a championship but third quarter scores or stats uh, provided by ken main again 13 first downs for marable 14 for bradley central but the big score, 34 to 13, uh, on uh, on the scoreboard. Gage Ledoux, 266 on the night. Uh, he is, uh, if he hasn't already broke it, it could possibly be that. But a pick on play number one for Bradley Central, and that's going to be Caius Watts. Interception, pick six, touchdown Rebels. The faithful get what they deserve on that throw out in the flat. Kais Watts was camped out. He takes it all the way to the end zone for a touchdown. Well, those who, who know Tennessee football, that was Elante Taylor-esque a year ago against Kentucky. They delivered out in the flat, had no regard for the defensive back, and Kais Watts laid in the weeds and, and just jumped it, and there was nothing in front of him but the Bradley end zone. The Denzo scoreboard has just changed again quickly and now reads the Rebels 40 and the Bradley Bears 13. Turn the wick up, Wayne. Well, here's the thing. I don't think the thermostat goes any higher. It's on fire right now as uh, this defense has came out in the second half and shut them down, and then Gage Ledoux and company uh, has made their way uh, to, uh, to the record books. It's going to be Corbin Price to attempt the, uh, the extra point. Done for to hold. Cooper to snap 
It's going to be snap down, hold, and Corbin Price's kick is up and good. And the Denzo scoreboard now reads the Rebels 41 and the homestanding Bradley Bears 13. You're listening to Rebel Radio. We'll be right back. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executives, and they can help with all your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. The Dwight Price Group. Call 888-SOLD, which is 865-888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The Dwight Price Group, the right home with the right price. Welcome back to the fourth quarter here in a region championship matchup here for the Red Rebels. As the cork is open, the wick is up, and there's fire everywhere as the Red Rebels have exploded for a 41-13 advantage here at Bradley Central. Corbin Price to kick this one away. Uh, we are checking uh, 266 rushing yards for Gage Ledoux. Uh, that's extremely close to the school record for single game. So we're going to we're gonna kind of keep our eyes on that, uh, try to get an update as we head to post, uh, post game here at, uh, at Bradley Central. But that's going to be a kick into the end zone, touchback, and uh, even Corbin Price's leg. Got a little extra oomph right now. They came out of the locker room, and they're playing like a different football team here in the second half. Well, I, I think you look at it, and, uh, and it's a football team that is really – uh, it's not, they're not doing anything un esque They're just playing a Maryville brand of football that anyone in East Tennessee is going to have a hard time keeping up with. So love uh, love the energy, love the intensity, and here tonight, when you needed it, you're getting it. It's going to be Walker back out there. G. Allen Terry is going to be in the backfield with him, two receivers to the left, one to the right. They put... Rodgers in motion. They're going to try to flip it out to him. He's going to make the catch and then pay the price. It's going to be Ty Elder that rocks him in the backfield. Yeah. The Elder Statesman just cuts downfield and makes a nice tackle in the backfield. Love it. He looked upfield and went, man, and then Elder just put him. He planted him. Yeah, he gets up on one knee just to check on him. Yeah, Elder Statesman, Gardner, whatever. He's a planter. I like it. <laughs> We're running out of adjectives. This team's playing their tails off. Adjuverbs. 11-14 to play here in this one. It's going to be Walker and shotgun. He's going to take the snap, hands it to Terry. Terry's going to go straight ahead. He's going to lower the shoulder, and he's going to get ahead forward. Nice yardage there. And I think he knocked it loose, but they're going to say forward progress was stopped at the 24-yard line. Uh, so that's going to be a pickup of about five on the on, uh, on second down, it's going to bring up, they're going to say four, it's going to bring up third and six. Yeah, Peyton Cooper rips that ball loose and runs all the way to the end zone. He never really touched the ground, but the whistle was blown. I guess they said his progress had stopped. Third down, six to go, big third down. As again, Bradley just trying to create positive anything right now. Walker's going to take the snap, three-step drop, looks to deliver out to Terry. Terry's going to get the football. He's going to be caught short of the line to gain, and he is going to get a yard maybe, and it's going to bring up fourth down. Yeah, Brandon Husky gets back there and makes a tackle. He says, I'll have two legs, two thighs, four pizza sticks, and you know what? How much for all of it? I know, right? Just put it in the bag, right? <laughs> but uh, with 10.06 to play, Maribel's going to force another Bradley punt. I don't know. Did they threaten to make him walk? I 
I don't know, but this defense all over it here in the second half. We're going to quickly get Jacob Richmond off the field, evade the penalty, and nearly block that one as Manneker goes for the block. And it is going to be kicked and fair caught taken at the Maryville 47-yard line where they'll set up uh, first and 10 going left to right here at Bradley. Another friendly bounce into the arms of Jax Kirby. That one was way less aggressive, though. Like, he had an option there. The last one, it was one of those it was on him before he knew what to do with it. (laughs) But, uh, uh, again, uh, Mr. Hips is down there uh, checking in. Uh, I think he already wants us to name the player of the game, but I think a lot of people know where this is going. Matthew Clemmer's going to look to the sideline, going to make a little adjustment. Looks like Jaden McCord's into the football game, Price Davis. They're going to take the snap, hands it to Price Davis. He's going to try to get wide. He's still churning those legs. He's going to get near midfield. That's where they're going to say progress is stopped. It's going to be a pickup of three. It's going to be second and seven. He makes a cutback near the right hash mark before eventually taken down by number 30, J.D. Patrick. Make no, make no mistake about it. If Price Davis gets an open field, you'll see some speed. Gage Ledoux is, has his helmet off. It may be end of the night for him, uh, but what a night it's been. Uh, really stepping in out of the shadows and uh, doing some huge work. Clemmer's going to hand the football Price Davis yet again, and he's going to get a head forward inside Bear Territory down to their 49-yard line. Pick up, pick up of one. It's going to bring up third and third and five. Cuts back to the right hash mark, eventually taken down by A.J. Williams. Looks like no hurry here as we're now under 8.50 to play, 8.46 to be exact. And they're checking in different Rebels, just getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of minutes for some young guys here. And uh, that's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. Looks like new quarterback into the game. Uh, looks like we're gonna have we're gonna have Mr. Price Davis. Price Davis says 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, and now on the scoring column is the sophomore, Price Davis, touchdown Rebels. Got past that first level, and I told you about that gear he has. He just hit it. Uh, the handoff, give it Casey Cobble to uh, to Price Davis, a sophomore-to-sophomore connection, and it just evaded a lot of Bradley Bears for a 48-yard touchdown scamper for Price Davis. The Denzo scoreboard changes again, Ben. It now reads 47 for your Rebels, 13 for Bradley Bears. Corbin Price going to kick on the extra point. Done for to hold. The kick is up and good. It now reads 48 for the Red Rebels, 13 for the Bradley Bears. And with 8-19 to play in the fourth, your Rebels all over Bradley Central in game number 10. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. I 
welcome back to Bradley Central. Well, listen to Pitbull because he believes we're going to win. I do too. 48 to 13 in favor of the Red Rebels. And Corbin Price will kick this one away again. A tired leg as they head back to Maryville for Corbin. He's done a good job. It's going to be Rogers going to take it from the two-yard line. He's going to try to get ahead forward, and I think the ball may have come loose, but it's going to go back to Rogers as he's going to get ahead forward to the to the Bradley 25-yard line and then get pushed back, uh, but they'll give him forward progress. Previous drive, three plays, 53 yards, one minute, 27 seconds, time of possession. Let's try to get some of these Rebels uh, into the football game. I see Royal Curtis checking in. It looks like Zeke McCoy is going to play wire to wire. Uh, going to be uh, Hunter Olivet into the football game, number 30. Uh, you're going to see uh, number 80, uh, Josh Paulson, into the football game. And looks like Walker for Bradley Central will take a shotgun snap. He's going to hand it uh, to Terry yet again, and Terry's going to get straight ahead forward near the 20, or sorry, near the 34-yard line. And that's going to be short of the first down. It'll be second and one. Cuts up towards the right hash mark before eventually taken down by number 93, Zach Goen. Trying to get some other numbers in there. Looks like uh, Bryce Goen's going to be in there, number 76, uh, 6'1", 240-pound junior. It's going to be another snap, another handoff to Terry. Terry's going to try to get left. He does. He's going to evade a couple tacklers, continue to get wide, and hey, hey, Royal Curtis as he is going to hang, hang on to the football, nearly rip that one loose. But it is going to be a, uh, it's going to be short of the first down. Tried to sweep and to get out to the perimeter. Royal Curtis about ripped his jersey off there. And they thought it was short. Now it's going to be first down Bradley as he gets just ahead to the 39-yard line. First and 10, Bradley Central, six and a half to play. If you're just joining us, you've missed a great one, 48-13 to 13 in favor of the Red Rebels. It's going to be Walker for Bradley, takes the shotgun snap, now flips it out right side to, to Terry. Terry's going to run over a first defender, uh, but not the second, as he is going to be taken down after a short pickup. It's going to be a pickup of about five, and uh, trying to get that, uh, that tackle made. Looks like number... Number 52 is into the football game, Jack Carter. Again, he's had some really good minutes all year long. That was number 30, Hunter Olivet, on the tackle. 57, Hunter McCormick into the football game. It looks like Walker will stay in there at Bradley. He's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to hand it off to a different running back. It was going to be to 33. Uh, that is going to be Simon Mullis. It looks like... Uh, False start against Bradley Central. That may be 10 or more false start penalties against Bradley Central. Yeah, it looks like that may be their sixth penalty of the evening. They had five for 91 yards before that penalty. It may be the sixth penalty of this half. They are flat. Just uh, That is not their strong suit, that uh, snap count. Well, you talked about the shift is also confusing the offensive line. Absolutely. Going to be Walker for Bradley Central. He's going to fake the handoff, try to deliver out in the flat to Rogers. He gets it to Rogers. He's going to get wide. Got to watch those hands to the face as Roger puts his hands in uh, Hunter Olivet's face. Uh, but he is going to get positive yardage short of the first down. And it's going to be third, about three. Gets out in the perimeter, and I like Royal Curtis's energy. He gets out there, and he just makes the, makes the tackle, rides out of bounds with him. Under five to play, 443 to be exact. And this is the moving clock, man, as we have eclipsed that 30-point advantage. Uh, so only timeouts and injuries will stop it from here. 
Looks like they're going to quickly get it to number seven. Uh, that is going to be Mertens, Finn Merton, and he's going to get the first down and get just barely into Rebel territory. It'll be Maribel 49-yard line the next time Bradley snaps it. Guess who, folks? Royal Curtis in on the tackle. Royal's been sure-handed as, uh, as he's getting some good minutes here. Looks like number 73, uh, Noah Johnson into the football game. And looks like Walker's going to try to uncork it long. He's going to – intended receiver was Mertens, and he's going to overshoot him by about a yard or two. That's going to be incomplete, second and ten. Yeah, Mertens and Curtis were off to the races. They were side by side. The ball was thrown too long. Well, and I think, uh, you know, of course, Walker, uh, Mertens, uh, Harris, all those guys are starters for Bradley Central. We're getting some guys in to this football game that, that are young players that really have, have some growth to be done. Uh, so he's just he's he's trying to get this clock stops what he's trying to do and score. But 3:35 uh, to play in this one. And again, Maribel has uh, exploded here in the second half. Quickly, he's going to get that one away. It's going to get it to the intended receiver. Uh, that's going to be 16. Uh, that's going to be Taylor Dugan, and he is going to get ahead forward to the 40-yard line of Maribel, short of the first down. It's going to be third and one. Yeah, David Crawford got in the backfield and just slung the quarterback to the ground. Yeah, it's always a good feeling as a young player to get in there and possibly light up a quarterback. It's going to be Walker's going to quickly take a quick drop, get it to number 17. That's going to be Max Wilson. He's going to get the first down and more, and he'll get down to the Rebel 29-yard line, and that'll be a first down Bradley Central. Under three to play in this one, 48-13 to 13 Rebels. Number 24, Matthew Covert in on the tackle. He was assisted by Royal Curtis. Looks like they're uh, they're going to slow this one down, quickly get the play in. Um, but it looks like they're in no hurry, really, to get to the line of scrimmage. But uh, Walker's played wire to wire for Bradley, and he's taking he's taking some knocks. He's going to take a three five step drop. Looks to uncork it. It's going to be long and picked off. Picked off in the end zone. Who is it, Ben? That's going to be number ten, Caleb Dunford. DB turned wide receiver, and a bad night just got worse for Mr. Walker. Yeah, he saw the deep ball in that post round. He gets behind the receiver. Caleb Dunford just extends his arms near the A for the Bears in the end zone, makes the interception. Well, looks like the intended receiver was Mertens, but I don't know that Mertens knew because he wasn't really going full speed, just kind of loafing down there. Dunford just ran under it and picked it in the end zone. Rebels get the first down, and, man, what a – what a performance by this defense. Minute 42 to play in this one, and we may have V out here for number 16, Casey Cobb. And we're winning the turnover battle, and we're winning the third down conversion battle. That's, it's things you have to do to be in postseason form, and 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 then we're a minute 38 seconds away uh, from a uh, from a region championship. Uh, a lot of adversity this season. Last week. Losing our, 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 I mean, I, I think unquestioned leader of this football team, Noah Vaughn. Uh, he's here tonight, and he is he is urging his team on. Uh, but you lose him on the football field, and what a performance by Gage Ledoux to come out. Uh, 266 yards unofficially, three touchdowns. Uh, just a, a statement performance by him that really opened up some avenues for Matthew Clemmer to be successful, have a couple touchdowns, and then really second-half defense took this one away from Bradley Central. And we talked a little bit about it in the pregame off the air about how when a captain gets injured, 
what kind of motivation and momentum that creates for the other guys on that football team. Noah's still here on the sidelines. He's supporting his guys, and his guys are playing for him. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and tonight, like I said, Maribel, uh, they've had their hiccups this year, but this second half is, is the Maribel that we all know and love. It's going to be Casey Cobble with the handoff. Looks like a little miscommunication uh, on the handoff, but uh, Maribel is going to fall on it, so they'll continue to move the clock. Uh, minute 24 seconds to go. It's going to be second and 12. After uh, after the lost yardage, Cobble again relieving Matthew Clemmer. Low snaps, going to hand it off. Uh, looks like that's going to be, I think, Jaden McCord on the carry. Jaden McCord again had a, a pretty good impact tonight in a blocking role mostly, but uh, getting some good minutes here to finish this one off. Number 45, Cannon Reagan on the tackle for the Bears. Under a minute to play. It is third and ten, so we should be able to salt this one away, barring the Bradley Central timeout. Uh, but looks like Cobble looks to the sideline. 17 seconds on the play clock, 45 seconds on the, the game clock, and we can count this one down. It's going to be a handoff. No, it's going to be Cobble keeping it himself. He's going to run it. He's going to juke and jive. He's going to get across the 30-yard line, and he's going to get a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. That's where Cobble can beat you. He can get nifty on that run, Wayne. Well, 36 seconds on the play clock, under 20 on the game clock. That's going to put this one in the record books, guys. 22 consecutive region championships for these Red Rebels. An adversity-stricken season, losing Noamon a week ago, and they've came out here and put 48 minutes together to win a championship. Beautiful football. The clock has hit zeros, ladies and gentlemen. 48 to 13 in favor of your Red Rebels, and they have claimed the Region 2 Class 6A Championship. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Let's take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, the 95.7 Duke FM postgame show right here. Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. You can get a kitchen tune-up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman of Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. Broadcasting from the HEP Electrical Studios, we want to be your electrician. We're WDKW, Maryville, Knoxville, 95.7, Duke FM, your home for Maryville Rebels football. This is Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, your home-owned mortgage broker in Maryville. We're local folks supporting local kids, just like Volunteer Home Mortgage helps people all over Tennessee with all their mortgage needs. If you're looking to buy or refinance your home, go local. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, just down the street from Shield Stadium at 1033 West Broadway. Or call me at 865-238-7500. That's 865-238-7500. Or text VOLUNTEER to 33655. NMLS number 1641325. 
It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt Award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, PistolCreekEats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're going to be each and every week, but Pistol Creek Eats, Blunt County's own top shelf barbecue, and you can thank me later. And welcome in to the 95.7 Duke FM uh, post game show. I'm Wayne Kaiser. Ben Metz and Chris Hips are going to hit to the through the football field to catch our Smoky Mountain Axe House Player of the Game. But what a what a matchup! What a huge game! 48 to 13 is the final uh, here from Bradley Central High School. Maryville has claimed uh, the number one seed headed into the playoffs, and they've also claimed their 22nd consecutive region championship. Again, this year's the class uh, region two class six A. Of course, they've moved around regions as they've grown over the years, but 22 consecutive region championships, a feat that uh, not many have done and not many will probably do since then. But let's jump down uh, to our sideline reporter, and uh, we will uh, uh, do uh, a little talking with Mr. Hips. Chris, uh, how you doing, buddy? It was the final uh, rushing yards. So it looks like... It looks like Gage's final rushing yards is 23 carries, 266, and three touchdowns. Not not a not a terrible feat, but uh, holistically, 33 touches, 339. Incredible night by Gage. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, you're down there at the field level. Uh, some emotion being poured out by that football team, uh, a team that's seen adversity through the season, uh, but ultimately have claimed a region championship, and they are, uh, they're on their way to a number one seed in the postseason. Yeah, Wayne, well, couldn't agree more. I mean, what a tell of two halves. I mean, Bradley Central had a lot of confidence in that first half, played Maryville tough. I mean, it was a tough first half. And then just the intensity that this Maryville sideline brought tonight on that second half start, I mean, I think just the way the second half started with the defense setting the tone and the way the offense just responded with that big run by Gage Ledoux just to set the tone. You could just see the uh, momentum that Bradley had just got washed away. And then, like I said, just an utter complete dominance of the entire second half. Yeah, really, really gave the uh, offense the opportunity to do a lot of things, and then they responded and uh, and did did a lot of things. And then uh, nice uh, play by the sophomore to finish that one off at the end. Trice Davis, uh, a moment he'll not, not soon forget. Yes, definitely. I, I loved seeing the excitement of the crowd or the – the uh, team, uh, I think half of them ran out on the field to congratulate him, you know, just to see that big run by him. You know, things to come, you know, next man up, and, you know, he's he's going to be ready to step up. He has already, but we're excited for him. But uh, we'll uh, we'll get the uh, Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game ready, and uh, I'm going to run over some scores and then kind of get it back to you, buddy. All right, but, uh, again, Chris is very excited. We're all excited. Uh, again, Noah's or Gage's 266 yards tonight either broke the record or is second uh, only to Noah Vaughn. Uh, again, 
uh, Troy seems to think uh, there was a 270-plus yards uh, for Noah there earlier in the season. We'll just kind of have to verify that. But uh, no no regard for either of that. It's a, it's a prolific performance. It's either first in the record books or second. Both are very, uh, very successful performances nonetheless. Uh, again, want to give individual stats provided by Ken Main. Uh, Maribel, 33 total carries, 339. Uh, 64 passing yards for a total of 42 plays, 403 yards of offense. Uh, Bradley Central, 29 carries for 73 rushing yards, 259 through the air for a total of 70 plays, 332, 332 total yards. Individual stats for the Red Rebels, Gage Ledoux, 23 carries, 266 and three touchdowns. Price Davis, three carries, 53 and a touchdown. Uh, Casey Cobble, one for 13. And Matthew Clemmer, four for seven yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Matthew Clemmer, six of nine passing, 64 yards. Uh, Receiving-wise, Jax Kirby, two catches, 31 yards. Uh, Jonah Arms, one for 18. Cannon Johnson, one for nine. D.J. Gillins, one for four. And Gage Ledoux, one for uh, two yards as well. Uh, but looking down there, trying to see if they have gotten our player of the game. Uh, if you're if you're listening and just trying to see who we're going to play next week, it will be Morristown East at the friendly confines of uh, Skeeter Shield Stadium. Uh, we're excited about that, excited to be back home. Uh, but looks like uh, Mr. Hips has our player of the game. I think it goes without saying, Mr. Hips, uh, Gage Ledoux put on a performance stepping out of the shadows, and now we've got our player of the game. Take it away, buddy. Yeah, Wayne, I'm down here with the Mr. Gage Ledoux. Uh, big war hours tonight. Uh, incredible runs. You had two runs of, I think, 75 yards and 70 yards. Uh, what did we say? Finished up with 266 rushing yards, three touchdowns. An incredible effort by you. Uh, what did you see from this defense and what uh, incredible holes you had from your offensive line tonight as well? Uh, tell us a couple about some of the runs you had tonight. Yeah, um, they're a really good defense. Our O-line just executed. You know, there's holes everywhere. And just hit them fast as I can, and things happen. Now, I always say it seems like, you know, you seem such like a nice, awesome man. Awesome man, you know, down on the field. But when you put those pads on, and you just seem like you want to hit everybody that's in your way. Uh, do you love the contact? Yeah, I do. Uh, I was raised in a greenback. And down there, that's, that's all we did, hit, hit, hit. It's, it's football. And we just had a nice Noah walk by. Um, you know, I think we were saying it off air, that camaraderie. I knew he was down there. You could tell it probably was hurting him not to be on the field with his team, but he was there cheering you on, being your support. You say that's a guy that, you know, you learned a couple of things from. You know, uh, how's it feel knowing that, you know, you're the new lead running back for this Maribel offense? Uh, it's not under the circumstances I wish it was, you know, Noah being hurt and all, but it's it's fun. It's fun being out here. Yeah, and I'm glad to see Noah, you know, there to support you, man. You know, he's going to be here for the team. You know, once again, looking up for next week. Should be home for the first playoff game. Um, Good luck next week, and bring it again, Gage. This is tonight's player of the game, Gage Ledoux. Hey, thanks, Chris, and as always, uh, congratulate him on on a a great night and also uh, snap and clear. It's a new season starting next week, but – Mr. Gage Ledoux, uh, this week's Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. Again, 266 rushing yards, two receiving yards, and uh, three.
big touchdowns. But, uh, again, Morristown East will be our opponent next week. Uh, that's really in the postseason play. That's what matters is who you're playing next. Uh, we'll try to kit some scores out, uh, try to check Coach T on our ride home. Uh, but the big story tonight, Gaze Ledoux, your Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game, en route to a Red Rebel victory, 48-13 to over Bradley Central, and claiming a 22nd straight region championship here in Class 6A. But as we sign off tonight, uh, we have traveled. The Red Rebels have traveled to Bradley Central and have poached yet another region championship, and that means a big Red Rebel victory. Final score from Bradley Central High School, Maryville 48. Bradley Central 13. As we look to finish up tonight's broadcast, let's take time to thank all that makes this broadcast possible. Thanks to the great administration at Maryville High School and Athletic Director Landon Harris. Thanks to all the sponsors that you've heard in and out of the breaks. And thanks to the Samurai Spreadsheets, Mr. Ken Main, for the up-to-minute stats each and every week. A special thanks to Laura back at the studio for getting us in and out of the breaks all night long. But for Ben Metz, Chris Hips, and Gage Ledoux, I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you've listened to Rebel Radio. If you're on the road home or leaving the stadium, take care, be safe, and yes, go Rebels. Go Rebels! Get ends and then stack them. Don't let nothing distract us. Excuse me, Mr. DJ. Pretty girls get loud.